And he was like, who wants to help me? I was like, okay, I will. That sounds fun. So the first night of our show, I showed up and he goes, hey, you're not a dude. And I was like, no, Greg, I'm not a dude. So that was the genesis of Bands Radio. And I know those first couple of shows, sure, there were hiccups, technical things and all that, but y'all got it started, Heather, and it's it's come away since then. Uh, we now got somebody in Huntsville and somebody in Mobile and myself in the Hoover area. Uh, just want I, I just want to thank you, you know, for, for getting with Greg and doing that because we, none of us would be sitting here right now if you hadn't. And, uh, you know, thank you for kind of sharing how it got started. That's a great story. Uh, do, do go ahead and, and tell us uh, a little bit more about how, because I know you're so close to the Calhoun family. Just, uh, just, just tell us kind of what Greg has meant to you as a friend. I am 39 years old, and it is rare you meet somebody in your life that touches you and affects you like Greg did with me. We didn't talk often, um, mainly during football season, but we did keep up with each other. And it's just a rare moment when you meet someone that is genuinely good. When I think about Greg, I think about this man that has this passionate love for his wife that is just awe-inspiring. He (laughs) couldn't wait to tell me about Amy and being Miss University of Alabama, he was so proud of his beautiful little girl. And his son, Jess, and how he was on the radio at the University of Alabama. I mean, it was always about family. But he also had this way of making you feel like you're part of the family. And um, he just couldn't give enough. He just wanted to help you all the time. We went through a tragic loss. Um, My little sister's boyfriend passed away suddenly and unexpectedly. And he didn't really even know my little sister. And I could remember him calling two or three times a week for months. How's Ashley doing? Is Ashley okay? What can I do for her? That was just the kind of man that Greg was. He was just instinctively good. He just wanted to help you. And he didn't want anything in return. And... (laughs) I can't lie, the man could throw the best tailgate ever. (laughs) And actually, he um, introduced me to a lot of really good friends. I would not know Malcolm. I wouldn't know you Um, face-to-face. Big Head Chuck. There's so many I can't even begin to name that he's put me in touch with that's changed my life, that's become good friends of mine. And it's all due to, to Greg bringing this little crazy... Bama fan family together, and to say he's had a very big impact on my life is an understatement. Well, thank you for sharing that, and uh, certainly he had a big impact on the life of everyone that he met, and and I know that some of those people still listen to Bama's radio today, and we want to invite anyone that wants to say anything at all about Greg Calhoun and what he meant to them to call us on the Asian Rim Hotline. Uh, thanks to uh, Paige and Roy Hotman for sponsoring that. And that number is 714-510-3707. Again, write it down remember it, 714-510-3707, the Asian Rim Hotline. If you knew Greg Calhoun, it, you have the right to call this show tonight and tell us how he impacted your life. And next in, I'm going to bring in our executive producer, 
Thomas Watts, who we're all very privileged to have be part of the BAMS Radio family. Thomas, why don't you tell the story of how uh, Bird, as we call him, uh, impacted your life? Well, sure. Uh, I started out with BAMS Radio just as uh, as an analyst, a guest, and then Bird invited me to be a host. And you know, since then, when the former producer AG's network or something happened, the show went down in the middle of a show, technical explosion. I got the account, I logged in, I started producing, and I haven't stopped since. But, you know, what has Bird meant to me? It's introducing me to all kinds of really, really cool folks. And, you know, just, there's this is so much fun for me. It's It's like my little break from reality when I can go on and interact with people either via the BAMS Twitter account. Yes, I run the BAMS Twitter account, so send all hatred to Thomas H. Watts. But, um... You know, all kinds of stuff. That's just a lot of fun for me. And uh, I have a blast doing it. And uh, I I can say I'm not going to stop doing it, even though we are going through what can only be described as a tragedy with Bird passing on. Very much so. And uh, just a quick update on the FCC basketball tournament. Uh, Alabama leads Ole Miss 50-42. Ole Miss has had to take a timeout with 16 minutes to go in the game. But, you know, another thing about Bird, he loved his motorcycles. He had a group of friends that he would gather with and and ride motorcycles all over the country, really. There were not many states that he didn't make at least one appearance in. And, you know, as much as Greg loved the Alabama Crimson Tide, he had a number of friends uh, on the other side of the rivalry. And uh, we're pleased now to welcome our first caller into the Asian Rim Hotline, uh, he's a big Auburn fan, but I think he's a big Bama Bird fan, too. Welcome to Bama's Radio. I'm Ann from Montgomery. Hey, guys. Hey, bud. Hello? Yeah, yeah we're here. I, I stumbled into Bird. I, I met him through Malcolm, and I met him through this radio program. And, you know, he loved having fun, and he encouraged me to keep calling and because nobody loves this rivalry any better than I do, and and I say that in jest, but I, there's a there's a lot of people that love this rivalry. I, I happen to be the guy that maybe took it to a higher level from the Auburn. And what I did was I just started acting like y'all guys. I, I was as arrogant as y'all were, and and so it created this notoriety. And we we've, we've been having fun with it. And Malcolm is a different. And and he's kept me posted on 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 Bird's situation now for the last year, and uh, you know it just breaks my heart that that here's a guy that's as good as gold, give you the shirt off his back, and uh, and you know we hear these things, and you just know that some of these things are going to be tragic, and and I tip my hat to the dude and to all of his friends that actually knew him and hung out with him, because you you were very lucky. You were very lucky to meet a guy like this that was so given of his of himself and his time and efforts and uh and I, I applaud the dude. Roll roll damn tied to him. Well thank you. I mean I certainly appreciate you uh sharing that. Uh did you get an opportunity to, to meet Greg in person? you know, I was I was up that way and I that was the plans. I was gonna go to his house. But it, it, he took a it wasn't a good day, and I never, I never, I never was able to meet him. I talked to him on the phone several times, but I never got to meet him, shake his hand. 
And uh, well, and that's my loss. That that that's something that I'll always regret. That maybe I should have pursued it a little bit, you know, when I was up in the area a little bit, you know, more. But it really just it, it disappointed me that you know it happened that way, because I was really looking forward to meeting him because I'd heard so many really good things about him, and, and we talked on the phone, and and uh, and you know I, I admire people like that 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 will bend over backwards for another man. And that's what it is. It's a man for a man, and and helping and helping people, and it, it it you know it's it's not it's not party lines or team lines or anything. It's just there's just good people in this earth, and the majority of people on this earth are good people. We have a few nutbags, and they happen to be the leaders. I wish they would do all their own damn fighting and leave us alone. But but no, he he was a tremendous man. <laughs> tremendous. Very good. Man. Uh, thank you so much, I man, for calling in to, to share that with our BAMS radio listeners. So we got callers lining up now. Uh, next, we're going to bring on someone who, if I'm not mistaken, was a neighbor of uh, Greg Calhoun's. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring on AG from Bluff Park. Uh, how's it going tonight, buddy? Hey guys, how are y'all doing? Pretty good, considering. Yeah, I was going to tell a little bit about. You know how I got to know Greg and all that, and I, I listened to a little bit of what HT was talking about, and you know she, she, everything she said is spot on. Um, kind of the things I'm gonna talk about is just kind of how the, how it relates to the show, because that's actually you know how I, sort of got to know Greg. Um, back in 2009, I met him through some uh, mutual friends, and uh, back, you know. With the resurgence of Alabama football, you know, that was, you know, podcasts and talk shows were very popular. So, um, you know, Greg asked if I was interested in helping produce a call-in talk show in 2011. And I said, sure, why not? You know, I, I know nothing about broadcasting, but it can't be that hard. And boy, was I wrong, i tell you what. <laughs> uh, and the the great thing about that is that it didn't matter how hard it was because, we had so much fun doing it. Um, the first time I went over to his house, I think that uh, uh, HT was there, uh, the first show. And um, we did the first few shows from his home office. We didn't really have a real formal sitting area to collaborate and yeah. kind of produce the show, which, you know, no big deal to him because within a span of two weeks, he built a studio in his basement <laughs> big enough for three people. And that was awesome. I mean, we had a great time there. He even put, like, the soundproof on the wall, you know, the soundproof uh, mesh on the wall and all that you know, all that good stuff, which, you know, I don't know how much it would help uh, to the quality of the show, but it, it didn't it matter. We had fancy. so much fun in there. <laughs> Do what? I said it made me feel fancy. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, we, we feel like big shots. Yeah, it was great. And uh, some other funny things, like, you know, Hey, I can remember him texting me like, "Hey man, uh, I'm gonna apply for media credentials uh, to SEC Media Days." I was like, "What are you talking about? There's no way you're gonna be able to get that." And he's like, "I don't care. We'll do it anyway." So sure <laughs> enough, you know, he applied and made multiple phone calls and kept hanging on about. It. He's like, "What's the status? What's the status?" You know, finally day comes and he's like, and "Like, well, you're not on the list." It's like, "Okay, fine." So he goes anyway, and. <laughs> He, you know, tries to get sound bites, and which we used a few on the show, and you talked with different folks and had a good time, hand out, you know, he, he got business cards made and handed those out. Um, but 
I mean, if you really think about it, that just goes to to show the kind of character and the type of person he was. Um, you know, he was going to find fun in any situation. Uh, and it, I, I know I got a couple other things. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but during the Fax Cam Girl, I guess it was 2012, <laughs> uh, it, it literally broke. That. Yeah, it literally broke our website. And. I think at one point we had like 6,500 people watching it in the middle of the day, a 2012, uh, 2012 signing day. And uh, um, I don't think a lot of people. AD. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people <laughs> don't realize this, but uh, and I don't know if I get in trouble for this, but a lot of people don't realize that fax cam was set up in his office at work. <laughs> <laughs> And, man, I tell you what, that was, when he told me that, uh, you know, I texted him about halfway through. He's like, yeah, we got a lot of watchers. Like, where are you doing this? He's like, yeah, my office. You know, people at work are having a great time with it. <laughs> um, and, yeah, a couple other things. You know, he, he bought a big old inflatable tent and had a great tailgate set up. You know, he went to a Mexican meat market uh, and bought a, like, a hog's head for I think it was a 2012 Arkansas game. You know, people come by taking pictures with that. Ah. Uh, um, he he made he, he claimed that he made uh, squirrel stew for one of the tailgates and told me he shot the squirrels in his backyard. I, I still don't believe him, but he told me yeah, that's what he told me. So, uh, you know, and he, and somebody brought moonshine to one of the ten, to the Tennessee game. And I don't remember much about that, but you know, we had guests on there. That's like, because you were you know, partaking in it. Absolutely. I mean, come on. I couldn't <laughs> not do it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Greg, he pulled up all of the guests. Yeah, he pulled some big time guests. Like, you know, we had Chris Vernon, we had Cecil Hurt, we had Feinbaum on here a bunch of time or months. Um, you know, Legend joined the show for a little while from Feinbaum. We just had a great time with it. No matter you know how good or bad the show was, we we always had a great great time. And uh, I guess. You know, 20, 2013 is about when I stepped out, and because uh, I, I changed jobs, can't, got kind of demanding after after hours, and that's where Thomas stepped up uh, to the plate and you know took it over from there. But you know, lastly, I just want to say that you know, Greg raised a beautiful family. You know, as, as HT mentioned, uh, you know her daughter was 2001 um, Miss University of Alabama. Uh, you know, his son did a great job with the show. He really helped out. He's a really great guy. And his wife, man, God bless her. She's she's one of the nicest ladies you'll ever meet if you ever get the chance to meet her. But um, the, the good thing is that he leaves a great legacy, and I'll always remember how much fun we had. And I, I really appreciate you guys letting me share a little bit. Well, we thank you for calling in. It's, it's so cool that we've been able to have the first producer and the first co-host of BAMS here on this commemorative night as we... Salute the legacy of uh, Gregory William Calhoun. And uh, we got yet another longtime friend of Birds on Hold. I'll go ahead and bring on King Crimson, a.k.a. Malcolm, from up there around the Gadsden area. King, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm hanging in there, man. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I've My had a tough friend. couple of days. Hey, hey, hey. hey. I, I've had a tough time with this, and... Um, I've dreaded this day for a long time, and I knew it was coming, and nothing would get me ready for it. Uh, I, you know, but you know what? I know Greg Bird. He won't be laughing and smiling and, and, and telling the good stuff, and and 
And and that's what I I loved about the guy. Uh, every time you saw him, he was the same way, wide open. He treated his illness as if he had a skinned knee. Uh, he like like it didn't even phase him. He just went on about what he was doing and just uh, was such a harsh charger. But the most important thing for me was the the, the absolute electricity that guy had. And his enthusiasm was contagious, and he could get you fired up and get you all on, I mean, just get you really excited about stuff. And I was really a, attracted to, to, to him because I saw how much good he was doing for people and helping people and, and expecting nothing in return, just just a good guy. And I tell you what, I'm a better man for having known him, uh, and uh, he made me want to be a better person. Uh, just by hanging around, ha- hanging around him, and I will say this: uh, our common bond was, of course, Alabama football, and we talked about it a lot and talked about sports quite a bit. And there's one thing about it: he didn't like Auburn. Um, well, I'm just going to go. I'm, no, he he didn't like Auburn once the flip. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And you could see a twinkle in his eyes when he'd start getting on that orange and blue butt, man. And uh, he'd do it like nobody else. <laughs> but he was pretty cool about everything like that. But uh, like you say, BK, his wife, is a, is a sweet, sweet person. And uh, I hope God blesses her and gives her the strength to get through all this. Uh, it's a very tough time for their family, Jeff, and their daughter and everything. I just I just really uh, just want to let them know that there's a lot of people out here wanting to carry some of this load for you. And we're here for you if you ever ever need us. And uh, Bird will not ever be forgotten because there's one thing about it. I will never set foot on that camping about the good time I had at that tailgate and all the wonderful, wonderful people that I've become friends with. It's like we don't even tweet no more. We got everybody's number. We just call each other, text each other. And, and through him, you know, it's just I've met some incredibly great people, and I'm uh, just really uh, glad I got to be a part of it, and I'm I'm glad I got to be a part of, uh, of Greg's life and know him uh, because I'm better for it. And uh, I appreciate you letting me say that, okay? Thank you. Thank you for calling, King. It's always good to hear for from sure. our, our good buddy Malcolm up there in Gaston. And uh, the calls are coming in uh, hot and heavy tonight. We'll go ahead and bring on our next caller to talk about Greg Calhoun. And that is King the Pain from up there in the Shoals area. Uh, King, how you, King the Pain, bring the pain, that is. Bring the pain, Daniel, as we know him. How you doing tonight, Daniel? I know not too good. No, uh-huh. not really. If I get choked up, I'm sorry. But, uh, man, I used to love hanging out at his tailgate and stuff. And we got to know each other. We always got to talking, and I remember some of the talks we had and stuff, and he always used to tell me I was a inspiration to him by the way I was, and by the way, I always had a smile on my face and, you know, stuff like that, but I got to say, he was more of an inspiration to me than I was to him because I, you know, I can still remember that smile of his that he always had. And, you know, he always 
brightened up that tailgate tent that he had, man. And just seeing that smog that he had every time that I, you know, went to his tailgate was just awesome. And when I heard about it, I went outside and just sat out there and was praying and was talking to God and was, you know, was talking to him too, just telling him how much I was going to miss him and, you know, stuff like that. And then I can honestly tell tell you, man, I felt this just overwhelming rush just shoot right through me and a big smile came over my face. I knew and I knew that was Greg let me tell him let me know that he was all right, that it was gonna be okay and uh stuff like that and I just wanna send my condolences out to his family and let them know if they needed anything that they can always call me. Uh, I'm sure they got my number, but uh, I just wanted to call in, let y'all know that uh, he will be missed. I'm still broken broken up over it now, man. I can still find myself crying. Hey, bring, hey, bring the pain. I actually yeah. met you at one of those tailgates one time, and I just have to tell you, Bertie thought the world of you. Um, it was a very special friendship you guys had, so I know he really appreciates looking down and, and hearing those kind words from him tonight. It's okay, brother. Daniel, we appreciate you uh, taking time to call into band radio tonight. Uh, that was Bring the Paint from up here around the Shoals area. And uh, the calls are continuing to come in to the Asian Rim hotline. And you, too, can join us tonight, 714-510-3707. Again, that number, write it down, 714-510-3707. We'll go as long as we get calls tonight. And uh, Next up is uh, someone from uh, the... Midfield, or sorry, the Pleasant Grove area of Birmingham from Pleasant Grove. Uh, another great friend, Greg, another person that, that meant a lot to him, and another person that he was able to help in some ways. Jamie is joining us now on BAMS Radio from Pleasant Grove, and I know this is an emotional time for you, Jamie. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all for taking my call. I was doing okay till Malcolm called in. <laughs> Jamie, I'm here, girl. Um, I love you. I love you. I mean, what can you say about Bird? He's a titan. He's not a giant. He's a titan among men. There's not any better. I, I, I knew him. I tailgated with him. And when I was diagnosed with cancer, immediately, I think, Literally within five minutes of me making it public, he was calling me. And and after what Brenda had gone through with, with her cancer, he, he's calling me, offering 
both of them to, to go to the oncologist with me, to go to the surgeon's appointments with me, referring me to my oncologist. And I go through my surgery, and it was the first of football season. And I did not want to be in the hospital room when that game came on that Saturday. And they come up to the hospital room, and they decorate my room like it's a tailgate. (laughs) And then I start chemo. And my very first chemo treatment. He had his exploratory surgery that day. And I told my mother, I said, I've got to go down and sit with Brenda for a minute and see how things are. And I was sitting with her when the surgeon came out and told her what he thought it was. And so then the oncologist that heard me to became his oncologist. And we went through all that together. He he took my daughter to her first Baron's Day. She chose her football jersey number. Now, some of you may not know, but my daughter plays football for the school, middle school football. And she chose her football jersey number, number 29, for Bird. And she wears a purple streak in her hair for pancreatic cancer awareness, for BIRD. You know, Jamie, I'll never forget. And that little girl is brokenhearted right now. Like I have never... Bless her heart. Beautiful little girl. She thought the world of him. She thinks the world of Brenda and Jeff and Amy. That's a great family, and it was so great to uh, to meet your daughter uh, at uh, Bird's 60th birthday party out at the Barber Motorsports Park. Uh, I had spent about nine months ago. They celebrated a little bit late, and uh, Thomas made it that night, and my wife and I were there, and I, I got to sit there and, and, and hear your daughter talk about playing football <laughs> over in the uh, junior high for Pleasant Grove. That was so neat for me. And, Jamie, I will never forget the first time I ever met you uh, Heather got lost that day and couldn't find the picnic. Area, but, but Bird, <laughs> hey, let's not pick on Heather. Bird had a fundraiser uh, for Jamie that Bounce Radio put together out at Oak Mountain, and it was hot as Hades. Uh, but the barbecue was good, and the yeah. fellowship was better. And I'll never forget that, Jamie, as long as I live. I won't either. Believe me. Well, Jamie, I, I was there in spirit as I was driving around Oak Mountain lost. So. You weren't the only one that got lost that day. <laughs> My mother was late because she got lost. At least she got there. <laughs> what what can you say about a man with such a big heart? We need more people like that in this world. He Girl, I actually so did. many lives. I just tweeted out that picture that I did of you too. And this picture has always affected me. Uh, I love this picture. I'm working some magic and folding folding into the slideshow that goes with this episode. (laughs) And talking with you guys at the tailgate that day in God's country. Um seeing the bond that you had was amazing. 
And that day, I mean, I didn't know you that well, but that day I knew you were awesome. And Birdie proved to me he was even that much more awesome <laughs> than I already knew. And I am so glad that you guys had each other through this experience. I'm so sorry you've had to go through it, but I'm so glad you had each other. He constantly referenced you when he was talking about things. He thought the world of you, as you well know. I mean, what do you do when when the warrior that was there by your side is gone and you're still here? He's by your side. He's by your side, Jamie. He always will be. You can't get rid of him that easy. (laughs) No, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know you're hurting. But I'm so proud of everything that you've accomplished and gone through. And I know that Birdie and Brenda's strengths. I couldn't have done it without Greg and Brenda Calhoun. I know. Brenda is the toughest person I think I might have ever met in my life. (laughs) They don't Um, come any stronger than Brenda Calhoun. mm -mm. They do not. You're right there. Sally Fields ain't got nothing on that woman. (laughs) No, ma'am, she does not. Um, it's a beautiful story. No, she's higher than that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I knew this would be the call that got me, though. Uh, And I know you've got many, many more calls, but I just had to call and say how much I love that man, how much I love Brenda and Jeff and Amy, and just to tell Bird, thank you one more time. Amen, sister. Well, Jamie, I love you, thank Jamie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jamie. That really meant a lot for you to take the time and call in and share that. Uh, and and we're not, we're not we're nowhere near done tonight, but we've already heard just what a great effect that Greg had on so many lives. And uh, we had uh, Bring the Pain on earlier from up there around the Shoals area. We're going to bring on a great friend of his now uh, from that same part of the state of Alabama. Uh, Jocelyn, you're on BAMS Radio now on the Asian Rim Hotline. Thank you for calling to talk about Greg Calhoun. Um, Y'all welcome. Um, I want to say a couple of things. Um, I, too, yes, I am a very emotional. I mean, mean, man, this is rough, but (laughs) um, my condolences are go out to to um Greg's family, you know. I will I will keep them in my uh prayers and everything and I think the one thing I will miss about Bird is yes, I will miss the tailgates. I mean there was nothing like, you know his tailgates. I mean, no matter who who walked by, you know, he always had to by on on his face, and he was always ready to welcome people in, and he was a great, um, I consider him a great friend of mine, too, and he even had a nickname for me, and about all the nicknames he could have gave me, he chose Jay. Every time he saw me, he would say, oh, here comes Jay. I mean. Bless your heart. I mean, he was just amazing. I've never really met anybody like him. Uh, you know, I had been out of radio for years, and then one day I went to lunch with Greg, and he invited me to come co-host. And 
I guess four years later, here I am still sitting here. They're still putting up with me, but I'll never be able to repay him for that. And he loaned me a laptop uh, to use for Bama's broadcast, but he didn't have any problem with me using that laptop to do my writing for Bama Mag and Tyler Siler. He was like, oh, sure, no problem. Just do whatever you want with it. And he's the kind of guy that would just give you something like that and just never ask for it back. He just uh, he had a heart as big as Stone Mountain and maybe bigger. And uh, thank you so much, John, for calling in and sharing what you remember about Greg. Is there anything else you wanted to say for us? That's it. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Nicole, appreciate it so much on the Asian Rim Hotline. Next up, uh, you heard a lot of people talk about the tailgate already tonight. Next up is the man that fed the tailgaters. And, uh, Chuck! called Big Head Chuck down there around Baldwin <laughs> County, Alabama. He makes the best barbecue in the in the free world. Chuck, welcome to BAMS Radio, and thank you for calling in to talk about Greg Calhoun. Hey, guys. Hey, HT. How you doing? Hey, Chuck. Oh. You know, to quote Rick and Bubba, especially to quote Rick Burgess, I love Greg Calhoun as much as a straight man can. And I would probably go even a little further for what that man done for me. I mean, you know, I met Malcolm first. Our love for food is what brought us together. And the first thing out of his mouth is he said, you need to meet Bama Bird. He said, you need to go to his tailgate. You need to hang out. And just so happened I got to meet him and didn't didn't connect right off, but, you know, I knew he, there was something special about him. But about that time is when Jamie got sick, and he didn't know me from Adam. And he said, Chuck, I want you to, te- I want you to do a benefit for me, for Jamie. And I said, not a problem. You, you tell me when, you tell me where. And he said, I want you to come to my house. You can stay at my house. We'll get up the next morning. We'll go to Oak Mountain. And, you know, this this man just let a complete stranger come in his house and and spend the night. And I met so many great people that, that day. You know, I'd already, I already knew Malcolm. I already knew Hogtide. I already knew Coach Mojo. And I think that's when Carrie and I first met, if I'm not badly mistaken. And it was just a great day. And it just one thing led to another. You know, I could sit here for the rest of the night and talk about Bama Bird and and what a great man he is, but these people already know. And I'm just, funny story, uh, I'm getting ready to go on a cruise tomorrow, and I was getting a pedicure yesterday, (laughs) and I'm sitting, I'm sitting, getting my pedicure, and I look on Facebook, and Brenda Post, that Bird had passed away and I broke down squalling while I was getting a pedicure and the girl looked at me like I was crazy and I didn't care I didn't care but I knew Greg would be laughing his butt off at me because I'm crying for that man while getting a pedicure okay can we get this straight can we get this straight really quick? He would be laughing at you for getting a pedicure. So. Oh, I don't care. He don't care. I mean, if, <laughs> if he had the opportunity, he'd have been right there with me. But it just, uh, you know, I just, I love that man. I love, I would walk across hot coals for that man. And it just, 
I'm, I miss him. I'm, I miss him. But I wouldn't bring him back for nothing for him to go through what he had to go through again. Chuck, Chuck you and I have talked personally um, about this lately, and I think one of the things that I'd like to bring out tonight, if you don't mind, is your barbecue business. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to remind people what you said about that personally. He put it on the map. You had oh, a starter did. business, and you were trying to get started, and it was hard, like any small business is. And Birdie took you under his wing, and he 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 did. I just, you know, I came to his tailgate, and he was getting Chick Fil A. And stuff like that, but it, it just seemed like he was, you know, and I, I think that's about the time he was getting sick himself. Yeah, and he it was. just, and I said, "Bird," I said, "Let me help." And he goes, "Brother, if you can help me, that would be awesome." And 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 I did. You know, I just started bringing my barbecue, and and it wasn't about me. You know, he started he started slowing down and and didn't come as much. And I told him between me. And and uh, Mojo and Malcolm and you know everybody bringing stuff. You know yeah. we just kept it we kept it going and you know it wasn't Big Head's barbecue tent and I was quick to correct people when they said, "Man, we love your tent." And I would say, "Hold up, this is not my tent. This is Greg Calhoun's tent. This is Bama Bird's tent. I'm just here helping him out." And you know most people don't know this. At the end of last year, that man bought me cowboy boots. He bought me an Alabama watch. He bought me pullovers. And I did not do that to get anything in return from Greg Calhoun or Brenda Calhoun. I done it because I love him. And I appreciate what they've done for me. But like I said, it wasn't that I expected anything in return. I did not expect my business to take off like it did. And granted, you know, there's been some hard times here lately, and I've had to suspend my business. Big Heads Barbecue is not dead. It's just suspended for a while. And the people that know me understand why. why. And I'm tickled to death to hear Asian Rim as the hotline sponsor because they have got most of my money that I've made through Big Heads Barbecue uh, has gone to Asian Rim because I love I love my Asian Rim, but getting back to Bird, that man. Took I love a, Georgie. Took a, <laughs> yeah, Georgie's pretty awesome too. I, I love. I'm sorry. I, I love Paige. She's <laughs> awesome. But uh, I mean, but it's just that this group of people. Has, I mean, so many people have come into my life, good ones and bad ones. Don't get me wrong. There's been some bad ones come through. But, you, you know, it's just – but Bird loved them all. It, it, I, I – me, I would let my feelings get on my shoulders. But Bird still took care of the people that took took advantage of him. And he loved them. He did. And it pissed, it pissed me off, but he still loved them. And I wish that I could be more like Bird for the way he treated people. Well, and, both and, him and Brenda – I mean, when they were running the tailgate, as when you were running the tailgate, people would come in and they would take, 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 and not bring anything. And I don't guess they ever said a word. I don't guess you ever said a word. Um, 
No, no. It just speaks to the type of person you are. You're just givers. It, but it wasn't my place to say anything. And But, you know, like I said, I wasn't doing it for anybody other than Bird and Brenda. And I, I have zero regrets. Um, I didn't get to see Bird here at the end, but I, I stayed in touch with Miss Brenda. And, and you know, God, I miss him. I'm, mm, I, I can't tell you how much I miss him. Well, he's there with you, brother. Well, you know, and and this is this. My grandmother told me this one time. You know, bird may be gone, but all you got to do is shut your eyes, and he's still there. And Always. and you, no one will ever take my memories of Greg Calhoun. Nobody, and they are some of the most awesome memories that one person could have. And uh, I thank well, y'all for letting me call in. Well, well, Chuck, one more thing that I can thank Greg for. I am blessed with your friendship, and I'm so thankful you're a part of my life. And that would not be possible without Greg and Brenda Calhoun. And I am very lucky to have you, my friend. Well, well, thank you so much. I've got to say this. I've got to say one more thing. We had a tweet up, and and Malcolm Malcolm, uh, uh, alluded to it a little bit. Uh, a bunch of us met together. I, I, there was a bunch. There was, uh, there were. There's too many to, 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 um, to say. But I was the second one there. But you know who the first one there was? Who was waiting on us? Greg Calhoun okay. mm-hmm. was sitting there waiting, waiting for us to get there. And and he he gave us he gave us all mixtape CDs of. I can't remember. It was one of the, I think it was Jay Truth or one of them. It, you know, he'd give us all all uh, uh, music to listen to, but he was just, man, he was he was full of full of life, and he was just excited to see us. Never met any of us, and just treated us all like we were family. And and that's what I've I've always felt like that that I've that I've been part of that family. Because you are. Oh, I know it. I feel it. I, I absolutely feel it. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Chuck. I appreciate thank you calling in tonight. It meant a lot. Appreciate you. Well, I'm I'm surprised. I didn't think I'd make it this far, but um, like I said, thank y'all. Thank thank y'all for what you do, Carrie. I appreciate I appreciate this, brother. I, you don't know how much I appreciate you doing this for Bird tonight. Oh, we should. he started this thing, man. Uh, we absolutely keep on talking about Bird. He did, and and we appreciate you and all you meant to the tailgate over the years. And you know, I'll tell you something funny, and don't think I'm trying to be too corny here, Chuck. But uh, you introduced me to the triple threat, which was a piece of pork uh, <laughs> with sausage in the middle wrapped in bacon with your great sauce. Yeah. Oh well, my God, know, that is delicious! It's kind of like the Trinity of barbecue. Well, Bird's up there now with the real Trinity. Well, I don't know if you saw Miss Miss Brenda's post this morning about I think it was one of her grandkids is asking about heaven, and she said, "So you mean to tell me that I can't? I don't know exactly what she called him, or but said Papa's up there giving giving the angels have in in heaven a hard time because they're Auburn fans, and <laughs> and that just you know you know that made Brenda laugh this morning, and you know it's just it's great to see." That that even though she's struggling, that they can still find 
find something to laugh about about Bird because I know he is up there. You know, I know he's up there giving them a hard time about being Auburn fans. So look, I'm just concerned about him worrying Barry Bryant to death right now. Let's be honest. <laughs> Can you imagine the questions he has today? Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. Well, listen, I'm going to get off here because I know there's more people. I know they're tired of listening to me. But thank you all so much. And uh, roll tide, and we'll see you all next year. Thank roll you, tide, the Ketchuk, thanks. Well, the calls continue to come in on the Asian Rim hotline, and you can join us, too, at 714-510-3707. That's 714-510-3707. We hope you're listening live, and if you are, call in and, and tell us uh, what Greg Calhoun meant to me. And we're going to go ahead now and uh, bring on another long-term friend of birds and, and a good friend of everybody at the tailgate. Uh, and he's calling from the tiny hamlet of Montevallo, Alabama. Welcome in, Coach Adam. Coach. Hey, guys. How are you all doing? First of all, Heather, uh, I, I bet you Coach Brian is pestering Bird, wanting to try and find out as much as he could find out. I'm not sure Bird <laughs> pestering Coach Brian quite as much. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do, do everything I can to get through this. I, I tweeted out yesterday that my eyes welled up more yesterday than a teenage girl watching the notebook. So I've, I've, been, I've been wrecked for uh, ever since I got the news. You know, you, you knew it was coming, um, but it, you just, no matter, no matter how much you prepare yourself for it, you just, you just ain't ready. Uh, right. Greg Calhoun was really and truly, one of the best human beings I have ever encountered in my life. The man, a perfect example of what kind of guy he is. The first time I ever went up to their house for a Christmas get-together. And me being the nerd I am, I'm, I get there a little bit earlier than I should have, probably a few minutes before what time it started. And I get there, and Greg's not there. And uh, Miss Brenda explains to me, he, Greg will be here in a minute. He's at the children's hospital being Santa Claus. <laughs> that that That's Greg Calhoun in, in, in a nutshell. Um the kind of guy that I mean, he he just he he didn't meet a stranger, um, every, you know. Ever and it wasn't it wasn't a week into two weeks into knowing him, I felt like I had known him for a hundred years. And even if I had known him for a hundred years, that that still wouldn't have been enough. I, I, he he was just just that kind of guy, the most generous, big-hearted person I've, I've ever met. You know, Chuck talked about him giving him gifts. I mean, that was that was just him. He gave me and my wife autographed uh, jerseys for you know Eddie Lacy and, and Mark Ingram. Just you know, out of a clear blue sky. Just uh, thanks for helping run the tent and 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 this that and other. And it's like it was, that's just that was just great. You know, and he was uh, you know loved football. Obviously, absolutely loved football and loved loved to pick my brain about football after. You know, I've been coaching almost 30 years, so I, I don't know everything, but I know a little bit. And Greg was knowledgeable. You know, when he would ask you questions, and you know, about this coverage or that front or that, and when you start talking about it, he already knew it. I mean, he's just trying to make you feel good, I guess. But that's, you know, that's that's just Greg. Uh, I mean, we had some really good times together. We uh, take away the lost Ohio State. We, we got to spend a, a few days down in New Orleans to go to the Sugar Bowl. And uh, went to Muriel's to eat, and uh, he got my wife will not eat black eyed peas because they're called black eye. All right, so that that's my wife. He got my wife to try. He got my wife to try escargot. I, I'm still shocked out of my shoe. 
you know, all I had to do was tell her a couple times how good it was. And next thing you know, she's she's eating escargot, and I'm like, you know, that that uh, that ain't possible. That's but you know, that's just great. That's the way that guy was. Um, just hey, just Carrie. Really true. Yes, honey. I hate to interrupt for a second, but I need to ask Coach one question. Go ahead, sweetie. Okay. I was down in the quarter with you that night, and I'm just kind of wondering why you were carrying around that towel all night long. Okay. All right. Here's the story. <laughs> when we go to Muriel State, <laughs> Greg brings in two or three bottles of uh, Drake wine, and it's about seven or eight years old at the time. And uh, wasn't nobody drinking it but me and him. And so, and, and I would drink it most of it, just to be honest with you. So the bottle was left over. He said, Take that with you, Coach. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. So I loved that thing around all over French Quarter, New Year's <laughs> Eve, everywhere we went. And it is to this second sitting down. I got a refrigerator downstairs sitting it's sideways like a good wine supposed to sit. I'm just waiting for the right opportunity to open it. And, you know, I started to open it the night with the, the last national championship game. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to hold on to it. I don't know what I'm holding on to it for, but, uh, you know, it's just – Every time I open that refrigerator, there it is, and you know it just and it reminds me of that night. You know when I tweeted pictures of us down there that night, and you know Greg was dressed to the nines with his bow tie on and everything. Of course, I look like a redneck coach with a sweater on. So, no, uh, two very just... attractive couples. <laughs> yeah, uh, just him and Miss Brenda are just there's they're just too good to be true. You know, and it's like Chuck said, even people that you could see wasn't treating Greg right. You know, uh, and and Chuck and I might let, have let people know it if we thought we, they weren't doing Greg right, but it didn't matter to Greg. I mean, he was just, he, you know, well, coach, let it go. You know, one night at the uh, the Tennessee game, the same game that he had the fake teeth in the moonshine at, at the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> <I didn't know> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, it was, I hadn't planned on and on, on being as bad as I was, but it was, you know, come on, Coach, do a shot of moonshine. What's that? Now, I wound up having several shots of moonshine. Well, long story short, after the game, and, of course, Tennessee had lost, and they wasn't real happy about it, uh, Greg spots old boy walking up toward the tent with a knife, Tennessee fan. And he just, you know, he stood up, and he was really deliberate. He never raised his voice, you know, and it was like, look, I see what you're fixing to do. Now, there's going to be real problems if you poke that tent with that knife. And he never raised his voice, but his, but it was just, it was scary to hear him and, and see the look on his face. And he handled it so well. And, of course, I went full-fledged redneck and went to hollering at the boy and all this kind of stuff. But, but uh, and he could, he could handle any kind of situation. And uh, that, 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 you know, that proved it. But uh, I'm going I'm to truly miss my buddy. You know, they, you, Men in in the old generations, men did not tell other men they loved him. I unabashedly told Greg Calhoun how much I loved him. So there was never any doubt. I told him point blank, you know, and that's and I, I can I can feel good about that for all time because the boy knew how I felt about him, and I'm gonna miss him so dearly. I mean, I, I'm gonna miss him next year at tailgates. He didn't get to come to a lot this year, but uh, you know it. He knew he was still there, and I'm going to miss that boy so much. He's a great guy, great human being. Hey, Coach, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but the reason that I'm friends with you and your beautiful wife 
it's because of Greg, and I'm so thankful for that. Just a well, couple more blessings he's put on me. I appreciate it. Man, the number of people that are in my life right now, we were talking about it yesterday on Facebook, <laughs> but it just, a whole, just a whole bunch of us. The number of people that are in my life because of Greg, you know, people that, that it's like I asked Gretchen yesterday, how in the world did we get along without us before there was <laughs> us? And there wouldn't have been no us if it weren't for Greg. You know, friendships with, with people that I, you know, folks that I know I could call and would do anything for me. Uh, and, it, and it's all because of Greg. I mean, that's just, I know. You know, he just, he just brought people together. And you see an eclectic bunch of people at that tailgate. I mean, you're, you're talking about a mix of people, you know. And, My and, goodness. And there's and there's never a bad time. There's never a bad time in our tailgates. So uh, I got the tent all washed up. It's downstairs in my garage. So I'm going to bring it and set it up at A-Day. And uh, y'all don't be surprised if Coach shows up with a kilt on next year. Um, I, I would not I expect anything it. less from you. <laughs> I don't think I can sport it as well as my old boy Greg did, but uh, I am <laughs> I'm going to get a kilt. You know, I, I was going. I told my wife a while back. You know, what was coming was inevitable. You know, but you just couldn't always face it. And I'm like, I'm going. I'm going to buy a kilt to wear to the, you know, to wear to the uh, to the uh, the arrangements. You know, after Greg passes. And I just I just kept putting it off and kept putting it off and I I decided Saturday which one I was gonna order and I was gonna order it Monday. <laughs> now I now I have to order it to wear it to a ball game instead of that. So I actually have a couple of really fabulous pictures of you and him together and him sporting the kilt, so I'll have to send those to you tonight. <laughs> I swear to you do that. Well look guys, I, hey, I hey, appreciate Coach. it. I, yes, sir. Before you run, I meant to ask Chuck this, uh, and I know that Calhoun is a Scottish name, and that's got something to do with the kilt, but what can you tell the listeners about the origin of that kilt that Greg would wear at the tailgate? Well, I'm sorry. You broke up right there at the last. What I could tell, I could tell you about what now? About the, the story behind the kilt, other than Greg being of Scottish descent. He wore kilts to all the big ball games. If it was a big game, Greg wore a kilt. And until the Ohio State Sugar Bowl, <laughs> he was undefeated in the kill. Uh, there, uh, all right, help me out. Robert the Bruce is that? Is, that's that's correct, right? Who at one time, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Greg was is a descendant. You know, he explained the whole story to me. We had this this big thing over at his uh, lake house one weekend, and I all went over there and hung out and ate and all this kind of stuff. And he told me the whole story over there, and I wish I had recorded it or could remember it a little bit better than I did, but. You know, his his Scottish ancestry, the Calhoun clan, you know, goes back goes back to uh, literally to Robert the Bruce, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, he was very, very proud of his Scottish heritage, very proud of it. Robert the Bruce was a Scottish king in the uh, 14th century. All right. That's the same cat that's in Braveheart. If I'm not mistaken, Greg's descendant of him, a descendant of him. That that's correct. So, that is the Braveheart King. Yep, that's him. Greg was Greg Braveheart. It, it don't get any better than that. <laughs> well, the the King <laughs> Braveheart, not William Wallace. Uh, William, uh, you know, he, uh, he. If you've seen the movie and you know the story, he eventually wound up fighting in William Wallace's place and. Uh, he sure is writing in, in uh, Scottish history, so uh, 
Greg's very proud of his Scottish Scottish heritage. So. And well, he wore a kilt well. <laughs> he really did, didn't he? You always ask him, you know, a true Scotsman, what they wear under that kilt. <laughs> I was always scared to live to find out. <laughs> but, you know, the true Scotsman goes commando under that thing. I don't think I could ever do that. Last time he wore one, though, it was pretty cold. He wore britches under it. So I kind of gave him a hard time about that. But it was cold in New Orleans that night, and it, which is kind of unusual to be that cold. It was miserable cold at the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. So. It was a cool group Healthy. of people, though, huh? Do what now? It was a cool group of people, I thought, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. enjoyed oh, yeah. it. Was, it was I enjoyed this band. I only, had, yeah. I only had a problem with one Oklahoma fan. You know, and I was being nice to all of them, and he said something ugly to him. So I, well, I can't say what I told him on the radio. So. <laughs> no. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't real nice. Uh, they were self-deprecating. In the time going... Yeah, well, no, in the time going up to the the game, they were self-deprecating and just happy yeah. to be there. And then um, I took my mom, <laughs> bless her, you know, Miss Cindy, and we went out afterwards and had a blast with Oklahoma fans. I I really have to give a thumbs up to that fan base. Very classy That's people. Oklahoma. I'm in Ohio State was the last one was it where it was so cold. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't, was it? Was it? Was it cold at Oklahoma too? After the game, I can't remember. I, I was, know it was freezing after a while. I was numb say. from the pain in my heart. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of that going around. Made up for it this year, though. You know, yes, we did, Rolltide. That's that's one more thing. I'm just. I'm so glad that he hung up, that he hung on uh, long enough to see that last one. I mean, I'm. You know, it just. We were texting each other the night of the game, uh, and it was just you know, it was it was it was just a great feeling that he that he got to hang around and see that last one. The old boy loved Alabama, no doubt about it. He did, he did. You know what I what I remember about that dinner y'all had at Muriel's uh, when we lost to Ohio State that week. Thomas and I had to do BAMs later that night, and. We were so all excited because we just knew we were going to get invited to that dinner. But apparently, that a dinner was just for the adults, because Thomas and me did not get invited. But we did get to go <laughs> the next day, uh, or maybe it was just uh, hetero couples only. That could have been it. But the next day, uh, Thomas and I did get to go to lunch with with Bird and Miss Brenda, and that was a good time. And I'm sure you remember that well, Thomas. Uh, I don't know how I managed an invite to Muriel. I'm uh, just blessed, blessed, blessed to have, blessed to have known him and blessed to have you know received uh, all the gifts that he bestowed on me and everything else. But the, you know, like Chuck said, I don't, that doesn't that doesn't even compare to just to just having the old boy in my life. You know, just I'm 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 like I agree with what Malcolm said. I'm I'm a better man because of it. We all are, and better women as well. And uh. You know, uh, normally we weren't going to bring up much about sports on this show tonight, but uh, whether he knows it or not, Alabama's basketball team just dedicated a victory to Greg Calhoun. They beat Ole Miss 81-73. to The game just ended in the SEC tournament, and Alabama will go on to face Kentucky tomorrow night. But it has to be, it has to be mentioned that Alabama just beat Ole Miss in a game that Ole Miss was favored in. 
And uh, Alabama showed a lot of heart. And, and Greg Calhoun had a lot of heart. And I know that he's up there smiling right now. There was a joke on Facebook today, Coach, about Greg up there pestering the Aubs in heaven already. And he probably gave them the business when they lost by 38 points to Tennessee last night. But I know he's even smiling now even more after this eight-point victory by his Crimson Tide over Ole Miss. Just a really, really, really big deal. And a, a, a victory Alabama really needed. And I'm saying right now, I'm calling it, that victory over Ole Miss tonight at Nashville by Alabama's basketball team and Coach Avery Johnson is dedicated to the memory of Greg Bama Bird Calhoun. Hey, yeah. Harry. Bop, bop, the grinner, I guarantee it. Bop, bop. That's his grinner. That's his grinner. <laughs> called him bop, bop. And he, I think he was prouder to be bop, bop than he was any time. Yes. Love this family. Um, Absolutely love this family. In such a way that just made you proud. It wasn't even a way that, um, you know how you're around some couples and they're obnoxious. I just love being around Greg and Brenda. But speaking of basketball, I do have a funny story about Greg. Um, he was with me. We were so tired of losing. He was one of the the few diehard basketball fans. We loved our hoops. And we were so frustrated with Anthony Grant. And he was like, what do we do? I don't know. And... I would always get mad at him because he wouldn't support me because I was team Bruce Pearl. Bring Bruce Pearl. That's the answer. I cannot take this anymore. You know, back when I blogged, you know, I was writing open letters. I was doing everything I could. And he was like, you need to shut up. I was like, Bertie, (laughs) stop it. I know what I'm talking about here. And suffice to say, he knew what he was talking about, and I'm so glad he got to see this program turn around because it really upset him to see it in such a state of disarray. So I'm so glad, and I'm so proud of the win tonight. However, Terry, I don't know how happy he would have been about last night because that man hated Tennessee more than anybody I know, and I think that's one of the reasons I loved him so much. You know, I really think he had the Tennessee when he did all. No, he did. I, I mean, it, you know, he's uh, you you couldn't go to, to the Tennessee game tailgate without being given some kind of gift. I still got the button, the Tennessee sucks button that he gave me. So uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, corn dog ones at L buttons at LSU were pretty funny too. I, there was a lady in yeah. the game that night that liked mine so much that I took it off and gave it to her. And that it was probably two years before Greg Camp won to replace. <laughs> I just took it, took it off and gave it. She just she went on and on about it. I finally took it off and gave it to her. And when you whip an LSU, you do, you do things like that. <laughs> but, look, I'm I'm going to get out of here. Uh, I've made it through without breaking up, so I'm, uh, I think I did all right. <laughs> Guys, appreciate everything. Uh, Hey, sure Yes, ma'am. I just want you to know I'm so proud to know you and to call you my friend, and I know that's because of Greg. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. Well, thank you. You were here for you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate everything, guys, and uh, roll tide. Roll tide. Roll tide. Well, you know, Heather, I have to say, Carrie had to step away briefly, and uh, – he has. He actually has to work. We're just we're just having a grand old time on the radio. But we do have another caller, and uh, 
I'm going to go on and make him live. He, uh, we both know him, and uh, he was actually he had a whole hour of this show way back when I started. But I'm going to go on and bring on the legend. How you doing tonight, buddy? Hey, how y'all doing? I'm I'm okay. My long lost friend. <laughs> HT. It's good How to hear you, you on the radio. Then? You sound you sound good on the radio as always. Yes, you the sure. magnolia mouth is in full force tonight. Yeah, I was just sitting here listening to you. Remember when we first started that thing? I said she still got the chops. She still knows sports. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thanks for but, calling me in. Well, I'm so sad. I, you just don't know, you know. Uh, well, you know a little bit because, you know, when I came out of prison, I was so messed up, and and people just see me as the legend, and they just really didn't see how messed up I was. But Peg was one of the few people that kind of took me under his wing, and just he just loved me, despite despite myself, he just loved me, and. And he's just one of the greatest people that I have ever met in my life. I I was so devastated when I found out yesterday. You just don't know. It just it just completely broke my heart. It really did. And but the only thing that I can look back on two weeks ago I got to text him and I told him that if there's one man in the world that I would like to be like it's him, and that's the last thing I ever said to him, and I, I meant that. When I look at my life and I look at his, I inspire to be the man he was. He, he was just, he was the greatest, i say he's the greatest man I ever met on the earth, and I mean that. I really do, and, and I'm going to miss him so much. I, I am just totally devastated by the loss. I am. I was taken aback many times about what he did for you, Legend. He gave you so many opportunities and just really supported you and believed in you. He did. He did. And he loved me. Even a year ago, he came over here and talked to me because he knew. He just knew. He just. He came over and talked to me and told me, he said, you just screwing your life so bad. You just living in a prison mentality and you've got to change because you're going to lose everything in your life. And from that day forward, I really try, I have tried to change. Bird helped me. A lot of folks don't know today I, I'm working for one of the best construction companies in the in the country. I'm doing good. And it's all because of him. It really is. He was the one person that just wouldn't give up on me. He just wouldn't. And you know, I don't know. I know when, when I found out he died, I know I prayed to God. I, said, I don't know how much longer I live on this earth, but whatever I whatever I have been, I'm gonna try to be what close to what he was and just help people and tell people. Even you, Heather, I am so sorry. Cause, I mean, you had a friendship, and I just screwed it up because that's the way I was. And I'm sorry to you for doing that. And he just inspired me to be a better person. And if I ever amount to anything, it's going to be because of him. It really was. He he was the one person that just wouldn't give up on me. And that lets me know he's seen something in me. He was just, 
he was like a father to me in a lot of ways that I'd never had. And I don't mean to ramble on, but I, I'm I'm just devastated by the loss. I really am. Well, those times I would get frustrated with you, Legend. I would talk to Bernie about it, and he was your biggest fan. He was your biggest advocate. Um, he just, he saw something in you, so I think this is your chance to show him. I think you owe it to him to do I the right thing right. and make something out of yourself. Because there is nobody in this world, not Feinbaum, not anybody, that has believed in you like Greg Calhoun did. He invested in you. He believed in you. And this is your chance to make him proud because he's going to be watching. I hear you. I appreciate that. I I believe in you, too. And so so does Mama Cindy. (laughs) <laughs> you know I love Mama Cindy, boy. You know I know you love her. <laughs> you know that. You know that. And hey, I don't know what y'all want to, what y'all gonna do with Bams, but if y'all want to do something in the future, I know y'all probably gonna keep it going. You know I well, like to get back on there and do something and and, and do it right. I, I, I can answer that legend. Um, as of right now, I control all of the BAMS accounts, save the Facebook account, and uh, I, I know where I need to go, and I'm going to keep it rolling. Uh, but we, we can see it. We can see about maybe folding you into a show here or there, but uh, let's worry about that after, after we get yeah, done with this one, you know? Let's have a little break no. tonight. Okay. All right. Well... I'm loving the bird. Love y'all too. And hey, yes, love you, Legend. We'll see. Roll tide. Roll for roll tide, Legend. Thanks for calling. All right. Well, that was the legend of fine bomb fame. Uh, great call. You, you know, I said it in chat, Heather, and uh, this next call is going to be. Uh, this one, this one might be might be time to turn on the uh, the waterworks, as it were. I'm gonna bring on a guy that I actually he was he was around when I started, you know, way back when. One blip, blip. Welcome to Bam's Radio this evening. Hey guys, how y'all? Good as can be, I think, my buddy. Yep, yep. It's um, it's it's been a tough week, it, and. Uh, I appreciate you guys doing this. It's it's a nice reminder of because I I had the pleasure uh, if if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you remember there was a time where uh, you know we had the the four horsemen of the Bams apocalypse with with Blip and Thomas and the Bird and Legend and. It's uh, the show's gone through a lot of iterations uh, with uh, going back to AG and then bringing Carry on, and now Drew is uh, Drew, you know Drew's a big part of the show and doing an awesome job. So it's been fun to watch it evolve and and all the different people that have had some kind of a fingerprint on it. But uh, you know, like like HG has said, it's it's a family that's 
a lot bigger and more diverse than most people realize. And it really was born from uh, his uh, his wild stallion spirit. Just you know, he uh, that that's that really is it. You know, he he would listen to the the local morning show and just say, "Oh, Jay Parker is so milk toast and he's so boring and he lets <laughs> he lets the Auburn guys walk all over him and he doesn't even know Rashad Johnson left league in interceptions last year. What a moron!" and uh, you know, I think he uh, he wanted an uh, with internet radio. He had an opportunity. He wanted it to be uh, sort of a family friendly show, but he wanted to be able to say, you know, what he felt like Tennessee fans were in regards to uh, having intercourse with pumpkins and 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 their their inbred uh, pumpkin loving <laughs> toothless. Uh, it went on and on, kind of you know Christmas vacation style when he would do it. But um, he just wanted a platform to to shout from, and uh, and it ended up there being a lot of people who thought that sounded fun and and have participated over the years with it. And um, and and that's the bottom line is that uh, he it was fun for everybody all the time, um, e- even when. You know, people would. Uh, <laughs> the show certainly has caught some criticism for it, it being homemade. But you know, <laughs> it is homemade. <laughs> it literally came out of somebody's kitchen for a while. <laughs> so, um, um, quite you know, literally, from experience. <laughs> yeah. No, li- literally came out of the kitchens. You know, with two microphones and a laptop, and and. Um, and now is actually you can you can mention Bam's radio amongst most Bama fans, and they will have either heard it, you know, through uh, for for a while there when Legend was a regular. Shoot, we were we were fine bomb late night fine bomb. You know, Jeff from Chicago would call in, and I man would call in, and um, we had uh, we had some pretty great shows. We we interviewed Eli Gold and and. Coach Kynes, and uh, we had Mark Ingram on the air, and, you know, you start mentioning these things to people, and they're like, oh, well, if you're doing all that from your kitchen, you're doing pretty good. <laughs> um, but, you well, know, for those of you who don't know, I, uh, I have... Uh, hey, Blip. There ahead. are more than one person on that list that has reached out to me in the last couple of days to be like, I am so sorry. Please let the family know. Jeff from, Jeff from Chicago was one of them. He was quite devastated. Well, for those of you who don't know, uh, those of you who don't know that some of our newer listeners may not know who Blip is. Blip is Jeff Calhoun, Greg's son, and uh, you know he, he has taken time out of his night tonight to call in here and talk about his dad's influence on Bam's radio and his influence on himself and. Uh, uh, Jeff, uh, I just can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart for taking time to do this. I was hoping you would do it, and I'm glad you felt up to doing it. And uh, we want you to stay on as long as you want to tonight and, and tell us everything that, that you would like to tell people about your dad. So I'm just going to shut up and let you keep going. You're on a roll, man. Oh, no, you guys are you guys are telling the story the way it should be told. It's... Um... You know, like like Jamie said, um, it 
the, the cancer thing has been a long, tough road. Um, and, and I don't remember if it was, if it was Chuck or Malcolm that said that he, uh, he treated having cancer like a, a scrape on the knee. Um, <laughs> he did. It's, and, and he really did. I mean, he would, he would be out, um, my son is, you know, one of the, all the grandkids call him Bop Bop. And so he was Bama Bird and he was Bop Bop and, uh, uh, he did love his bikes. And, and even when he was doing chemo treatments and could barely lift his head, he would muster the strength and get on the scooter with the, with the grandkids and just, even if it was just riding around the, the driveway, um, he, uh, he had the Superman cape on till the very end, and and um, I I always likes to come on the show and and be the contrarian, and and you know I, I think I, I think Carrie we got had a mad few, at we had a few arguments prior. in our day, Blip. Just, just a we had a few disagreements on on the <laughs> topics, and and some of that was intentional just to rile you guys up, but. Uh, Carrie, you got to admit that my my Blake <laughs> Sims for Heisman campaign was. Pretty spot on. <laughs> so, who's that? Uh, uh, who's that? Oh, yeah, the, the guy that you said was never going to win the starting job at quarterback. Oh, Blake Sims. Um, oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, hey, yeah. You were right about, uh, right about Anthony Grant, too. Yeah, they got they came to a point that I couldn't defend him. But you know what, Blip, now that we got the right guy in charge of the basketball program, we're going to have to find something else to argue about. I know it because um, I tell you guys, it's um, as, as much pain as the man was in. You know, they uh, towards the end, they just there was nothing. You know, the, the chemo had stopped working, and um, there were no more experimental drugs to try, and there were no more surgeries to try, and and the doctors at some point basically said, okay. We're just going to try and keep you comfy, which basically means we're going to give you a whole lot of morphine. Um, and I don't know if if y'all have ever been around somebody that's uh, that's high on those kind of drugs, but it uh, it'll make you flat loopy. And it makes I had a you conversation. mean as hell. <laughs> well, it, it'll do that too. But uh, you know, he he was on that stuff pretty much twenty four seven in the past months. And all you had to do was bring up Bama hoops, and he would come straight through like a <laughs> knife through butter. He would come out of that fog, and he would start because you know he he would do the Santa thing for Children's Hospital, but he also uh, was a basketball coach himself. He never at any kind of competitive level, but he always liked to teach uh, little kids how to play the fundamentals of basketball and so he would he was he was the undisputed king of of Baptist Southern Baptist Church League basketball boys eight to nine years old. <laughs> they would always throw all the kids that that couldn't, you know, dribble a ball and chew gum at the same time at him because they knew by the end of the season they'd be pretty decent and uh He'd take all the kids that nobody else wanted on their team and, and end up beating the rest of the league with them because that's just the way he was. He just could draw that out of people. And uh, it wasn't it wasn't a week ago that I had a conversation with him about Anthony Grant and we were talking about 
uh, you know, how, uh, what was it he said about Michael Kesson? I think he called him softer than a Kleenex. <laughs> um, and, and talking oh, about... Oh, no, that, uh, that is the nicest thing he said about Anthony Grant. <laughs> Well, we were talking about Anthony's Anthony's players, and he said, "Well, you know, you got uh, you got the Jimmy Taylor, just you know, as highly touted as he was, just isn't going to thicken up, and he's just never going to toughen up. And Kesson's just softer than a Kleenex." And he said, "But but what what Johnson has done with this team this year has been miraculous, and and you know, he would talk about the program moving forward." Uh, like he was going to be here next season. He 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 never. I I, I don't want to I don't want to make anybody too emotional, but lesser men would have given up and just let their bodies go weeks ago. And he was just a tough tough son of a bitch that refused to quit. And um, you know I I can tell everybody that when he passed it was it was peaceful and gentle um that his family was all in the house and close by and that he was very well loved um and and knew how much all of you guys cared for him um i hope and, so and i God, I, hope so. I i had the pleasure uh of not only being the man's son, but uh, also his business partner in 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 real life, and I, and I, Bams was never really a business model for us. It was it was it was a hobby. It was fun. Um, so I, you know, doing doing Bams with him and and him being my mentor as a business person. Um, the way the Bams community feels about him. There's an entire separate community of people in in the television and broadcasting world that feel the same way, and there is a huge swath of family all over America that feel the same way. The guy just had a, a very very special charisma um, that is, was unique unto him, and I've I've with him traveled the country and traveled the world. Um, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of people, and the the magnetism that he had, and and uh, because he he did not always voice the popular opinion. He was not afraid to say unpopular things, but he could get away with it because he was so damn charismatic. And 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 you know when you've got somebody like I man who is. Uh, plays a certain character, I think, when it comes to the rivalry. I think he saw in in my dad the the same type of character that, you know, football is, at the end of the day, a catharsis for most of us, and it's, um, you know, it's good, healthy competition. I think that's why he, he appreciated Coach so much, because Coach knew that aspect of, of the healthy part of the game and and how to how to channel what could otherwise manifest as some unhealthy emotions into a into a healthy athletic uh sportsmanlike way um and and 
he wore crimson colored glasses all the time, but but don't think mm-hmm. that just because he was hard on Scam Newton, you know, don't think that he wasn't upset when our kids would would do something stupid off the field too. He uh, he wanted everybody to do right, um, and and I think he he really admired Coach Saban because of Saban's integrity and and his intent to get the kids to do right. Um, and to become good men, um, and and I think he feels that way about Avery Johnson. I think he feels that way. You know, both both of his kids graduated from Alabama. Um, he himself was a was a Memphis State Tiger. So you know, it's uh, boy, that that national championship was sweet. But it, I was kind of hoping for the double dip and have the Memphis Tigers beat Auburn in the Birmingham Bowl. That that would have been too good. Um, that would have been a cherry. You know, yeah. Yeah. brought up that about Avery Johnson, and uh, I, I'm sure your dad is very happy that Heather didn't get her wish about Alabama hiring Bruce Pearl. And he's so oh, sure. It's and it's one of those things where we probably you you read pretty frequently the comments that uh, oh we should have gotten rid of of Grant before we did. We you know we hold on to him a year too long. Well. Yeah, if we'd fired him a year earlier, we wouldn't have Avery Johnson. And I think that, that Coach Johnson is um, the type of face for the program that we need. And, and you can tell there's a real, real good energy, um, at least until Robbie exactly comes what on we the need. floor. There's, there's, there's good energy <laughs> and, until the white kid comes on the floor, and then things slow down a little bit. But um, – My God, you are your father's son. Well, he's just as a step slow. (laughs) What can you say? Uh, If the Calhoun clan calls him like we see them, and and, I oh man, he uh, every every time he would come on the floor, he would groan. It's like he scored twenty-seven one night, and you know. We'll just we'll take half that every other night if you could just get the ball to hit the rim, Riley. That would be that would be a start. Oh, but uh, he loved all of you guys. He really did. Um, and we loved and him very much. And the the family vibe was was consistent throughout his life. His coworkers um, all saw him as as family, um, you know, kids that were uh, with me and my sister, both our our peer group, our friends, and then our church youth group, um, the number of messages that I've gotten from people that, you know, that that still call him coach. There there were kids that he coached basketball uh, when they were eight, nine years old that have now grown up, and it's like, well, Coach Calhoun's gone. So, um, you know, he, he – wasn't boastful about ever claiming the title, but he was—he was that. He was a coach. He was a mentor. Um, he was the best family man that ever was, and and I just wanted to call and and thank you guys for doing this tonight because it's um, it's been a tough week. If you, you don't lose somebody like that in your life and not have it shake you at your foundation, and and so people like you guys reminding us of of all the stories is is needed and welcome. 
You know, Cliff, I, I went over this first hour, but I want to go over it again while we've got you with us just to clarify one quick thing, please, sir. I know the celebration of life is scheduled for Monday at 11 a.m. at the Southern Heritage Funeral Home located at 475 Cahaba Valley Road in Pelham. Uh, and you can go to their website and get the directions. But I, I, I don't see anything about a, uh, a visitation, but it does say celebration of life reception. Does that mean we get to talk to you guys after the service? Well, we're, there's going to be a service. Um, he wanted to be cremated, so there's not going to be any kind of viewing or anything like that. We're going to have a couple of people speak. Um, we're, we are going to try and keep it to a minimum because, let's face it, if, if folks get to telling stories about him, um, you know, y'all y'all may be still be on the air at midnight tonight if uh, if the callers keep coming in because people can talk and tell stories on him, and um, some of them are whoppers. <laughs> um, so we are going to try and keep the speakers to a minimum and um, and 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 kind of let the family uh, go in and and have that final moment of of grief, at least symbolically, and and then kind of ski that all out of there. But uh, that that's correct, and thank thank you for sharing that. Okay. We are so thrilled you were able to join us tonight, Jeff. It, it, it means a whole lot. And uh, we've we, we talked a lot about... Uh, about Wait, hang on. Be- before Jeff goes, <laughs> I really need to tell him one thing. Um, his dad told me I was a crazy person for wanting Bruce Pearl. And he was like, do you not love our Crimson Tide? What is wrong with you? And I was like, Bertie, stop it. I know it's best. And the no. fact that We've done so much better this year. <laughs> kind of makes me laugh. Yes, Birdie always knows best. Yep. Um, you know, even even with uh, even with a belly full of cancer, he still managed to lug himself up to the <laughs> you know twentieth row up in the BJCC when we played Oregon, and uh, he wasn't going to miss an opportunity. It, it was hard to do. Tuscaloosa, you know, the the drives at a certain yeah. point just became impossible. Um, but when he found out we were going to play a top 20 team at home, uh, he even doped up out of his mind. I think he still was louder than three quarters of the <laughs> the Blue Bloods in there sitting on their hands and not knowing what to do at a basketball game. Uh, having coached basketball and knowing the fundamentals, he's up there uh, in, in, like I said, the 20th row screaming at him, put your Get your butt under and move him out of the box. <laughs> oh Lord, I can envision that right now. Yeah, and uh, and and just to clarify, because the, it's it is one of the classic quotes of all time, and I'm I'm going to do two grandson stories. The the first one, uh, coach mentioned getting together at the lake, and I I texted my mom. I was up there. Um, just doing some fishing and I found an Auburn cap hanging on the <laughs> on the back of the house and I texted my mom and I said what in God's green earth is going on? Why is there an Auburn cap up here left at the house? Why didn't, you know, if there was an Auburn fan in the house, why didn't you make take it with them? And she said, oh well he, he bought 
you bought your nephew a BB gun, and that's target practice. <laughs> and then uh, this this morning, when uh, when he asked, uh, he asked his mama. He said, "Is it okay if Bop Bop's up there giving Auburn fans the business?" <laughs> <laughs> and she said, uh, honey, he's already started. <laughs> I adore the story. That is great. The target that defines the right. cracks me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is so him. I mean, you could just see him in the Pell City Walmart with a BB gun and, a, and an Auburn cap in his hand at the checkout. Yeah, I'll show you how to shoot. Come here, boy. <laughs> I'm going to get off and let, uh, let other callers get on. I'm, I'm enjoying everybody's stories and, and appreciate all of you guys. Um, hey, Jeff. I'm, I'm sure I'll see some of you guys on Monday, and, and we'll huddle up and have a hug then. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff? Yeah, I'm here. You are black. You're blessed to have the father you have, and it is such an honor to have called him my friend. And I know you've already know that, but please don't think I'm I'm ignorant to that. I'm. uh, (laughs) I know you're not. When it comes to the the birth lottery, I, I pulled the golden ticket. I really did. You really did. And I am blessed to have you in my life and Amy in my life and Brenda. Um, you are a truly fabulous family. And there are so many people here loving you. Well, we feel it. And and I, I think that um, when he when he had to step out and and... Thomas and Carrie and Drew and and all the guests and and people who who called in and, and turned the show and you know really from from me and Dad and AG and you you know the four of us kind of talking to ourselves and, and then all of a sudden you know I, I think King was the first one to to be a every week caller and and then bring the pain was the second one. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And the next thing you know, we had, uh, we had a a crew of regulars. Um, and then the tailgating together really just kind of was the glue that, that kept it together. I, I know he was real proud to see it carry on past his involvement directly. And, and I was too, um, and and so I I gotta give you guys props for taking the legacy and and doing something with it and and not just letting it fall over. Well, I'm not a part of it. I mean, these guys have done a fabulous job, as did you and Bird. I just wanted to be here tonight because it was kind of me and Bird in the beginning, and I just wanted to be there one last night just to. <laughs> Just say and, goodbye to my friend. And you know, Blip, just the fact that, that he allowed us to continue when he couldn't do it anymore and to bring Drew on. And, and, and Drew will be the first to tell you 
your dad is a major reason that Drew is hosting a three-hour-a-day sports talk show in Huntsville, Alabama right now because he sent that Alesis and that headset to Drew, and Drew became part of this show as a co-host after first just being a guest. And uh, he's going to be joining us here, we think, in a little while. He's in Nashville covering the tournament. I've already proclaimed tonight's win over Ole Miss as being dedicated by the Bama team to your dad. And uh, but, but, Drew, you know, it, he, it just means so much that he lets us stay in radio. I mean, I have three degrees in radio, <laughs> but all I was doing was writing. Uh, and I'm still writing, and I love writing, but I love talking, too. And he provided me that outlet. And, and there's no way that I can put in words how thankful I will always be well, I can put it in words. Uh, yesterday, Jeff, yesterday was the first time in my life I've ever left work because I was so shook up about someone passing away. And Drew had me on his show in Huntsville, and I broke down on the show yesterday because I just found out a few minutes earlier. But we did do a little tribute, about 15 minutes worth, on uh, ESPN 97.7 The Zone in Huntsville for your dad yesterday, too. I wanted you to know that in case you want to go back and hear the podcast, and Thomas is part of that, too. Uh, well, I, you know, it means a lot. I don't know that I need to hear you breaking down on the radio. <laughs> yeah, everybody's done a good job the man keeping it together and not, not sobbing tonight. Um, but the, the temptation is certainly there, and um, that's what Monday is for. Is to you know, we'll we'll all have a good cry and and he'll look down and smile. <laughs> just knowing that we're all in the same room together. So, anyway, hey, y'all, uh, y'all keep up the good work and, and appreciate you letting me ramble on for the better part of a half hour here. Hey, Jess. So, My family loves you, and I am so grateful that your father was part of my family's life. And I'm honored. Well, Thank you. Thank you, HT and and Thomas. I know he uh, he thought of you as one of his sons. And and Carrie, I don't think I think you're a little too old to be one of his sons, but maybe a brother. <laughs> you certainly had similar taste in sweaters. I'll say that. Well, yeah, you know, he was kind of to me like the uh, the extra crazy uncle in my life, and I love him like he was blood, and I always will. Um, but you know, your whole family just means so much, and. Uh, We'll certainly be there Monday to pay tribute myself and my wife and probably hundreds of others. I just can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart, uh, first, for giving us your dad and sharing him with us, and second, for taking your time to to call in tonight because it really, really means a lot to all of us. Well, the the show meant a lot to both he and I, and and I promise you that we may not have been calling in every week, but, uh, but, but we've been regular listeners and and kept in touch with everybody and and followed the twitter account and and so yes thomas i i i am tracking you and and watching what you're putting out there in fans name so keep up (laughs) no pressure buddy Uh, no pressure thomas it's appreciated and and i i gotta tell you every time i see um because every once in a while, Thomas, I, I will I will tell you, I don't know if it's Carrie or Drew or some combination of the three of you guys, but every once in a while you'll scoop the big websites on some recruiting news that um, I, I always get a grin when I see uh, you guys about 30 minutes to an hour ahead of somebody 
some of the other websites that people pay for um, on recruiting news. It just it brings a smile to my face, and um, you know I've gotten emails from a lot of you guys privately, and and they are I may not respond to every single one, but there's so much going on. But um, they are all read and they are all appreciated. So I, I love you guys, and I appreciate so much the show tonight. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the callers. So I'm I'm going to hang up now and and listen. <laughs> I'll, I'll love take you, your Blip. Comments off the air. <laughs> love you guys. Love you, Blip. And I think we have another caller that kind of affects me personally. Um, another friend that I have that's really affected my life that I might not have had without Bird. Um. Brian. <laughs> yes. Hello? Brian. Hey, Brian. Hello? Hello? Brian? Brian, you're live. What... Well, how's the show going? It is a celebration of a fabulous man's life. Well, I hate that I hadn't been able to listen to it. I, brought my, I took my earbuds into the game, but it just, the stream wouldn't keep up good enough to listen but i hate that i missed the stories but i'll catch the podcast whenever it comes out which will be when well as soon as possible but tell us a story about marty and how he affected your life (laughs) well you know i don't have a lot of stories with bird you know just seeing him at the tailgate mainly uh, you know, and he had that boisterous attitude and sense of humor, and he, he would, I guess you could say, light up a room if it was outside, so light up the outside, whatever. But one of the things that always stuck with me about Bird goes to back to where we first met him, or I first met him, uh, and that was in one of the chat rooms he set up. And, uh, you know, of course, it was set up to hate Auburn and Cam Newton, talk about, you know, Alabama sports. But every once in a while, uh, someone would get on there and vent and rant about their problems. And it always struck me how he would, uh, you know, be there to try to help. And it always, and it wasn't always just a simple ear, lending an ear to listen. He would go out and take action to, to do stuff. And sometimes it took a lot of effort. And that's always uh, stuck with me about it. And... I won't say that I have by any means been the kind of person that Bird was, but it did inspire me to try to be a better person. Uh, And I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but it did. And then the other thing that sticks out to me about Bird is about his relationship with Brenda. I didn't know, I didn't know Brenda that well three or four times. Uh, but every time you saw them together, and if you heard the uh, stories that this person or that person would tell, you could tell that was like an incredible life, uh, you know, together. You know, a love, what love should be. And, you know, my heart goes out to her and all her family. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's really about it because me and Bird never had no, a lot I of a long that- time. Alone no, time I think together. That is, 
Well, I think that's the story that has affected me the most. When you texted me and you were like, oh, my God, what about Brenda? And I thought about that. And I can't imagine because there's few times in this life you meet people mm-hmm. that show that kind of love and dedication that aren't obnoxious about it or fake about it. That was the most real, passionate love that just makes you want to go fall in love with someone, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was something to be admired, that's for sure. It's not, and it's something you don't see a lot of these days. Yeah. So, you know, and I wish I knew her better, or I wish I could say I knew her better, but I don't. But, uh, I, I, you know, you could tell what they had was uh, something, you know, special and something you just don't see a lot of. And you want to see no, a lot you of don't. But it's, and But as for Bird, you know, the way he would help people, and, and I'm sure it's been said many times tonight, but how many people he's brought together. That's something that very few people on this earth do. And uh, if we could all be a little bit more like him, uh, the world would be a much better place. Quote of the night. I think that defines him best. This This man did so much for so many of us. I mean, he affected our lives in so many ways. Absolutely. Cool. Well, Brian, we we really appreciate your call, and uh, I don't mean to no punch problem. off the show, but we have other no, callers no, it's good. we need to get to. I don't have I, much more to say, so I hope it goes well, and I look forward to the podcast whenever it comes off comes out. So, but you know, uh, let, let me let, let me speak to the podcast. Um, it's going the the first version's going to go up shortly after the show's done, but I'm huh. probably going to pull it down and do a little bit of editing, touch up some of the audio, but I'll do that tomorrow morning and I'll I'll work through the uh Sam's Twitter account to say when that is. But yeah, it'll be up. All right, well good deal. Absolutely. Thanks right, for calling this evening. Thanks, Brian. No problem. All right. Bye. All right. Well, a uh, cu- couple of couple of housekeeping bits before we move on to our next caller. Uh, Drew DeArmond, the uh, third of our general trio, is going to be joining us here shortly. He's been in Nashville. He got to see the uh, the, the Crimson Tide basketball team win one for uh, our friend Bird, and I'm sure he'll have you know he'll tell his story how he's interacted with Bird. It's a really interesting one, but you know the phone lines are they're, they're still rocking and rolling. I've been. Uh, I have been a busy producer this evening. Let me put it to you that way. But I'm going to bring on our next caller. We've got uh, Tony. Tony, you're live on BAMS Radio. What what you got for us this evening? Oh, not a whole lot. How are my bro- Crimson brothers and sisters doing? Honestly, we're hurting, but we're pretty good. We're celebrating at the same time. Yeah, well, Hi, you Tony. Know I think we... I know you. <laughs> Do what now? I said, Hi, Tony. I think I know you. <laughs> you know you do. <laughs> but uh, yes. listen, folks, I'm going to tell you all, this is nothing but celebratory. There's, there there shouldn't really be a whole lot of hurting. There, that hurting happened 
for me when I heard the news yesterday or read DK's post. And um, but when you look at everything that's been going on, what we got experience with Greg and and all the things that we did, you know, a, a lot of our social socialization with Greg, with him and my family, was when we tailgated and. Disheartening. What's disheartening for me is we didn't get to do it as much over the last few years. But when we were there this year, the one time that I got to see Greg, I, I'm going to tell you folks, it's going to stick in my head forever because it was right after Memphis beat Ole Miss in football, <laughs> and Ole Miss had beat us in football. And you know, I went up to Greg and I said, Greg, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in your house when Ole Miss got beat by Memphis. Of all people, Memphis. And you know Greg, he graduated from Memphis and everything, and <laughs> it was amazing to see the look on his face when he when I brought that up. He said, man, you would not have known what was going on in my house because you wouldn't have been able to hear the things I was saying or doing and all. He said, I was just so ecstatic. He said, but darn it, we should have beat them too. <laughs> and that's, that's the way he was. He, he was so fun about uh, Ole Miss, even though he was an Ole, uh, an Ole Miss fan too. I'm sorry, uh, Memphis fan. But, um, you know, he was as big of an, and lively Alabama fan as there could be. And uh, there were so many days when we were tailgating. And, you know, we his tent and our tent and the Shelby County tent, they're unique. They're very unique in their own way. And when you sit there at a tailgate and you've got Greg standing off to the side, and, of course, here he was, this big, hefty guy. Our tents lined up side mm-hmm. by side, and Auburn fans were coming down the sidewalk. One of them pulled a little knife out like he was going to try to cut the tents. Greg just stood out front and said, I don't think that's a very good idea. <laughs> and what an intimidation factor he was because the guy, he said the guy pulled his knife, put it back in, and, you know, Greg was all about enjoying the event. And that's all he was, was was one big happy person, and, and he projected that. And I don't recall ever seeing a bad day with him, never. Because he was always smiling, always encouraging, always talking, always laughing, always bringing out the positive, and you know that's that's the kind of person people want to be around. They, you don't want to be around the people that are always talking about or dwelling on the worst or the negative. And, and he was just such a, a spotlight or a ray of sunshine. If no matter what your day was like, he he had a way of affecting it. So I'm I'm hoping that everybody can put their tents up and all and us tailgate for the A Day game. I, I'm I'm ready to bring mine and, and contribute it and hopefully we can get a, a good number of people there and uh and just put up some pictures of, of events with Greg and all because I tell you he's he's gonna be sorely missed. Well I I think uh, I think the the A Day tailgate thing I can say, it, you know, for me when I'm when I'm working on the uh, when I when I'm producing the show I have to moderate a chat room as well, and one of the things that we, that has been a common topic of conversation is maintaining the tent the Bams Radio tent along with Shelby County. Uh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make Jim Adams put his mouth on it because he said it in the uh, in the in the chat room. Coach is bringing the tent. We will have a we'll have a grand old hoot nanny. Put it to you. Put it to you that way. Come a day. Oh, and you watch you watch the HD stutter because I was trying to find the um, text, but Big Head Chuck said to please mention that we will be having one more memorial at a day, and there will be barbecue. 
from the infamous Big Head Chuck. Oh, great, great. I love that. Chuck's a great guy, too. I, I appreciate everything he does for the tailgates. The guy works hard, and it, it'd be great if more people would help him and contribute. But you know what? He's He does a great job for those tailgates. So, But, folks, I'm going to let everybody else talk. I, I just wanted to pop in and just talk about that one thing because I, I tell you, when when you brought up the idea of Memphis beating Ole Miss in, in football, that, <laughs> that sent him out in the left field, buddy. He was as ecstatic as could be, and and uh, but he was also disheartened that we didn't beat him. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I wish everybody well. And listen, it's still time for it's it's just time for celebratory right now because uh you know no more suffering, no more battles. He's 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 in a place where we aspire to be. So um, you guys take care. Great show tonight. Keep up the good work and uh, roll out my friends and brothers and sisters. Thanks, Tony. Thank you for calling this evening. Yeah, well. Guys. You know, Heather, I have to say, we actually have open phone lines for the first time in almost two hours. And I've still got another hour of this show. So if if you want to call in, give us your story, what you remember about Greg at 714-510-3707. And uh, we'll get you on here pretty quick. We are, like I said, before Tony came on, we're expecting Drew to call shortly. But, uh, you know, I, I, I am going to take a second, and I'm going to tell a story that I actually told on 97.7 when Drew called Carrie and I on. And I, I think this sort of underscores Bird, because oh, way back when, I'll go way back when, the uh, LSU-Alabama national title game. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well... I was there all week working the media thing, and you know I had the pleasure of meeting several common BAMS listeners. You know, com- I don't want to say that's unfair. Several regular BAMS listeners for dinner to discuss things, you know, all, all manner of stuff. And you know, I see Bird, and he 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 gets to go to the game, and I ask him the next week. I'm like, how'd you? How was security? Because if you've ever been to a high-profile athletic event, getting through security is arguably the worst part. So Bird's in his war kilt, and he tells me, it's like, oh, I just walked up to the girl's side and said the kilt's a dress and got in real fast. I <laughs> swear we howled about that. So, so you know, that, that, that if, if we're talking favorite Bird stories, that's, uh, that is probably mine. You know, but, you know, I mentioned, I've been, I've been trying to text him frankly, get him to call, and uh, he finally has. I'm going to go on and bring on the third very regular host, Drew DeArmond. Drew, it's been a, it's been a, I imagine it's been a good couple hours for you, having seen <laughs> a certain certain a certain basketball team win a certain basketball game for a certain man that we have been celebrating. Ah! So I'm going to welcome Drew DeArmond of 97.7 The Zone in Huntsville onto the program. Drew, how's it going this evening, buddy? Doing well, Thomas, and uh, you know it's an honor to be on with you tonight. I wish you could have been sooner, but good reasoning. You know, watching the tide and uh, that one was for Bird. Uh, they really played as well as they played in the month. Eighty-one seventy-three over the Ole Miss Rebels, withstanding. You know, the Stephen Moody show, thirty-nine points, and uh, just uh, the team played well. They were balanced. Big second half of Redno Bostahan, Riley North, who I'm, I'm sure was a favorite of Bird's. You know, 15 points, 11 rebounds, just 
Arthur Edwards, big night, and it was just it was a uh, it was just a great all around night for Alabama basketball, and just uh, glad to be able to do that and uh, in remembrance of a great man and uh, Greg Calhoun. Who, you know, in my opinion, I said it on Facebook, I said it on Twitter, I said it on my radio program yesterday. I probably wouldn't be in the position I am if it wasn't for him. Well, you know, I had the pleasure of uh, of kind of kind of massaging you into the show. You know what? Now almost a year and a half, two years ago, and it's been a real pleasure. And uh, we're glad to have you. I mean, it's the the, the uh, what is it? The superlatives flow when it comes to it comes to both you and Bird. It's 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 great to have you. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I, I'm. For once, I am tongue-tied. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and Bird meant so much to so many people. Uh, you know, he he was an Alabama fan through and through. He bled crimson, and but more importantly, he was a great person. Uh, he gave you the shirt off his back. I mean, uh, as I said on my Facebook post, I still use the equipment uh, that he gave me free, uh, just to, because he wanted me to be a part of the radio program and. Uh, I think it gave me a platform to gain enough confidence to do what I do now, and I still use it. I always will. And, and uh, I was thinking about them all game tonight. And uh, to be honest, it's uh, I was just wanting Alabama to hold on. And I know it's a small thing, but I just felt like hopefully he was watching from above and uh, was smiling. And I only got a chance to meet him in person a couple times, but it was a pleasure. I, I shared the airways with him a few times. Oh, Drew, he was watching. And, uh, you know, he, it was always great to share the uh, airwaves with him. And it's just uh, it's going to be uh, my honor to carry on the legacy of his radio show. Drew, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're very busy in Nashville, and we want you to stay on with us as long as you can. But Drew uh, normally calls in from Huntsville, but tonight he's in Nashville covering Crimson Tide's over but speaking of Huntsville, uh, we're going to bring on someone who is also a great friend of BAMS Radio from Huntsville who regularly makes the trip down to Tuscaloosa or Pelham to coach the Alabama hockey team. And we're all about Alabama frozen tide hockey here on BAMS Radio. So Coach Mike Winnable, Coach Q, welcome into BAMS Radio, and thanks for calling in. Hey, thanks, Kerry. Um, you know, we just wanted to call in and give our condolences to his family and and uh, let them all know that, um, you know, they're in our thoughts and prayers. And to either, even to you guys, you know, that, that do the show now and, and all the fans that watch, listen to to listen to this great show every Wednesday and Thursday. And, you know, we're thinking about everyone. Um, you know, it's been great. I got home a little after 7, been listening all night and all the stories. And, and um, you know, what a great man this guy was. And you can just tell how he affects so many people and what uh, he's meant to so many people. And, you know, it's just great and the privilege to, to know this guy. I remember when uh, he he got introduced to Alabama hockey and, um, you know, his first comments were, I, you know, I can't wait to do a, a game on, online. You know, I want to call a game. I want to call a game. And, you know, the, after he did it, I just remember the smile on his face and, and, and what a great job he did. So, you know, condolences and, just want to let you all know that you're in our thoughts and prayers. We appreciate you taking time to call in, Coach. We really do. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, Bird was probably one of the main people, other than yourself, 
to turn me on to frozen tide hockey. I live in Hoover. It's not far from Pelham at all. I've been able to, to journey over to the Civic Center and watch you guys play. I'm, I'm 2-0 and against Auburn. Uh, you're undefeated against Auburn. That's one thing we love about you, Coach Q. Uh, and uh, that's something that Greg loved about you. And just the fact that you brought so much class and, and a winning attitude to the Frozen Tide hockey program. And, and that was something that, that Bird took a lot of uh, pride in. He didn't just go for all the varsity sports. He recognized the club sports, too. I remember talking to him about wheelchair and basketball a few times and, of course, Frozen Tide hockey. And, you meant a lot to him, and I just want to thank you personally, Mike, for taking time to call in tonight. Well, no, thank you guys for what you do, and, and again, you know, you're all in our thoughts and prayers. We appreciate what you do. Well, thank you, Coach. Well, that's uh, Coach Q, Mike Quinneville of the Frozen Tide Hockey Program, calling in to give his condolences to the Calhoun family. And, uh, you know, Thomas, we've, uh, Andrew, We've had uh, quite the array of, of guests tonight. Really, it's been really been a great show so far. It's, um, I'm glad to, to hear it. Uh, I was looking at my uh, watch nervously as the game was winding down, hoping that I would be have enough time to call in and be a, a, a small part of the show because you know Bird meant so much to so many people. But when Thomas texted me and said, you know, uh, call in about 10, 15 minutes and loaded with callers, uh, I just smiled. I'm just glad that everyone turned out to pay their respects. I mean. You know, thoughts and prayers of, uh, you know, Brenda and the whole family. Uh, we feel for them. Well, we're going to miss birds. You know, it's never going to be the same. But at the very same time, I, I take very, very seriously that we're going to continue to build BAM's radio. I know we have plans to make it even better. And, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, uh, he, we'll, we'll make him and the family proud. And I think uh, just, uh, he, he's always going to be someone – uh, but I, you know, I've thought about this a lot in the last 24 hours. But I mean, I, I still uh, just honored that, that he thought enough of me to uh, to decide to allow me to become a, a co-host on the show and to send me the equipment to be a part of it and and just to uh, to, to kind of extend that olive branch and to think that I had enough knowledge and uh, and, and talent to, uh, to to kind of continue what he had started, especially considering his health has not been good, had not been good for the last two to three years and. It was just an honor to kind of to take the torch and, and try to continue to uh, build the show. And, and I feel like I've played a part in that, and it's just been a great honor. And uh, I know well, Bam's radio is going to continue to be a great show. Yeah. yeah, Bam, and, uh, uh, you know, I feel like now that, that we have a legacy to carry on, Drew and Thomas. And, uh, yes, absolutely. I, I, felt like, I felt like that ever since Bird had to stop coming on. But, but it's even more of a feeling now that we all just need to reach down and, and try a little harder. And I know for me, uh, sometimes there's weeks I don't feel like doing it, but from now on, I'm just going to suck it up and do it. Um, I've got to suck it just for a second, guys, and I'll be right back. Thomas, take over. And uh, I, I completely concur. I always uh, find time for bands. I'm always trying to plan out the show in my head. I even had another complete show planned out almost. It was going to get you know get with Thomas and yourself and, and uh, get it knocked out. That's some really good stuff I thought we could do, but uh, that completely changed. In fact, I had to, I was texting with a guest tonight who had thought he was going to come on, and I told him of the situation that we could try to get him on next week. And uh, just, I'm, I'm really excited about the future, but tonight was about Bird, and, and it should have been. And I'm just, uh, I'm glad that I was able to uh, be, be on the show for a little while and just uh, can convey uh, my thoughts and feelings on the situation. And, 
again, I'm just looking to the future and excited about it and excited to continue to build my radio program. And Again, I don't think there would be a talking ball if there wasn't a, a great Calhoun, and I, I owe him a lot. Well, Drew, uh, kind of tell the people that are newer to the show kind of how you got started with BAMS, first as a caller and then as a host. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I was doing some work for uh, a frequent guest of our radio program, uh, William Redfish Barger uh, for Alabama Intel. And I'd always been a recruiting, you know, kind of recruiting. I was always someone that followed recruiting with a passion. And I just remember uh, getting a you carry at the state basketball tournament, kind of getting it off really quickly and becoming fast friends. I remember when you uh, asked me to be a part of the show. I came on for a segment. It seemed to go really well. And then we just kind of snowballed from there. And I then I just remember when you asked me off the air to become a permanent uh, co-host. And it was just uh, like a, a dream come true for me. And, and, uh, and the rest is history. Well, it, it's been a good history. And, Certainly. Uh, and... I just I want to jump in real fast and say uh, we do have a couple open lines still, and uh, the number is seven one four five one zero three seven zero seven. We're we're still rocking and rolling. If you've got something you want to say about Bird, express your condolences. Uh, quite frankly, the floor is the callers this this go around. So uh, you'll just you'll hear my my dulcet tone screening you, but then we'll get you on the air. But go ahead, Gary. I apologize. Drew, uh, have you got your box score handy there, buddy? Yeah, if you guys can give me two seconds, I'll have it for you. Okay. Well, Drew was at the game tonight, and, uh, you know, we kind of – Drew said it without even knowing I had said it to Blip and before Blip came on about the fact that we just feel like that even though they didn't know it, the Alabama basketball team's win tonight over Ole Miss at the SEC tournament is dedicated to Gregory William Alabama Bird Calhoun because he was a huge supporter of Alabama basketball. As he was football and a bunch of sports. Uh, hey, Carrie. Hey, hey Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a special guest calling in right now. Well, you go ahead and introduce him, pal. This is my favorite guest. My favorite football date. <laughs> my mom. And she is not very comfortable about doing this, but she really thought so much of Brenda and Bird. She wanted to call in tonight and just tell one story about what they mean to her. Mom? Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? Hey, Mom. I'm hey, darling. I just wanted to call in and uh, can you hear me? Yes, and give my condolences to um, all of his friends that have called in and especially to his family and to um, tell people what a special, special person he was to to me and to my family. Anytime he saw us walking up, there was a big smile come across his face, big hug <laughs> waiting for us, and... We went through a tragedy in our lives also a couple of years ago, and I can remember him sending texts and such to comfort us, even though he was fighting his own fight. So that tells you a lot about what kind of person he was. Yes, I remember 
um, you know, the week after we lost Kevin, we went to eight eight, and none of us even knew how to act in public, really. <laughs> and who was the first person that grabbed us? Yes, he was the first one that met us. He, in fact, he walked toward us when he saw us and gave us a big hug and, and let us know that he was there for us. I mean, you could feel the love and the strength and the um, so much coming from him, so much energy. And what really touched my heart is he had such a, a battle of his own to fight, and there he was wanting to help us fight our battle. And I'm just overwhelmed listening to all the stories about him tonight <laughs> what a wonderful person he is and it just breaks my heart for his family to know that they're having to go through this but then again they have been so very blessed with such a wonderful person in their lives we have all been very fortunate to have birdie in our life and um yeah that day stick out Thanks, Mom. I know you did not want to call in. <laughs> I, I don't like to speak them in public, but I do want the family to know that from the bottom of my heart that I am sending I'm sending prayers and love their way. And, ro- and roll tied to Birdie. Thank you so much, Cindy. It means a lot here. Bye, man. I'm sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, obviously, Drew didn't realize he was on mute. That happens a lot. <laughs> Thanks, anyway. Mom. Thanks. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> Drew is going to have to call back. I cut him off because he didn't realize he was on mute, or he wasn't on mute, but that'll be all right. I understand, Thomas, that uh, Big Head Chuck is, is ready to say a few more words. So, Chuck, welcome back to the program. Well, uh, I'm try- he, he he dropped off, but I'm trying to get him, I'm trying to get him back. If he wants well, to... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm working my magic as best I can. <laughs> All right. Oh, here we go. Okay. I see one big head Chuck, and one big head Chuck is live. <laughs> I, I hate to call. I hate to call back in, but um, we have been listening, and I can't say again, Heather. Thank you for what you've done tonight, Carrie. Thank you for what you've done, Thomas. Thank you for what y'all what y'all have done. But I have been in contact with uh, Coach Adams, Mojo, and we have decided to carry this on a little bit further. And for A-Day, we are going to have a tent. We're going to have the BAMS radio tent up, same same spot, and it's going to continue on a celebration of Bird's life. So if anyone mm. that can't make it to the funeral – uh, that wants to come out, we're going to celebrate in Bama Bird fashion on the University of Alabama campus under his under his tent. And I don't know if we'll have barbecue or not, but it's probably going to be something potluck. You just bring whatever you want to bring, and we're just going to celebrate his life on uh, April the 16th. We're probably going to start around 10 o'clock in the morning, and we're going and we're going to go to the last person leaves. What you want to bring is a triple threat. I might bring a little, a little bit of triple threat. It's, it's, it's. Um, I might bring a little, not too much, but just a little, just to tease everybody. But. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But 
I just I just wanted to just let everybody know I am I am in the process right now of creating the event <laughs> on Facebook and everyone will see the uh everybody everyone will get I'm gonna do it through the Big Head Barbecue page. And, you know, like I said, share it with your friends, share it with everybody because we want as many people there to celebrate Bird's life. And like I said, I hated to call in, but this is kind of we put our heads together at the last minute to um to to decide to do something for for Bird. And what okay. a, what a great place. Yes, ma'am. Let's turn it up. Let's get in touch with Miss Linda and see what Nick Saban will dedicate to this. That's I'll I'll put you in charge of that. You know, you're the one that writes the letters to the athletic director. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they're very smart. <laughs> hey. hey, I've got to say one more thing that I totally forgot about is you know when Bird when before Bird lost all of his weight, he he was a big and like me, and he had a kilt, and he he. When he lost all of his weight, he he came to me and he said, "Chuck, I want you to have this kilt." And I was flabbergasted that he he gave me his kilt, and it fits perfectly for me. But Malcolm King Crimson and I went to Dallas, Texas, to to the Alabama uh, Michigan game, and Bird was there. He was in his he was in his newly fitted kilt. And I'm in his old kilt, and and I don't know. This one of the pictures of him and I are are together, and I'm wearing my kilt. But it, it is still in my closet to this day, and I got it out yesterday. And but I I, I have a piece of of Bama Bird history. I own his old kilt, and it's 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 probably my most treasured possession of, of, of bird but like i said i hated to call back in but i just felt like i needed to let y'all know what was going on so oh we appreciate it chuck we appreciate it i mean it's, we're not putting any limits thanks chuck thank y'all y'all have a good one roll tide roll tide right, love you big head chuck creator of the triple threat he hadn't had it he missed out he also introduced my Non-drinking mother to um, fireballs. <laughs> oh boy! So it's a love-hate relationship. Yeah, I see that. Well, you know, again, I've only I've only said this twice this show. Phone lines are open. We have uh, I've got another thirty-five minutes on this show, and I can, if I absolutely have to, I can pivot us over to a second show. But uh, give us a holler at uh, 714-510-3707, and uh, we will get you on the air ASAP. This show is all about Bama Bird and what he meant to not only the BAMS community, but everybody whose lives that he's touched. Give us a holler and uh, give us your peace, such as it were. It, you know, I, I've... I've I've been flabbergasted. I'm a little. I'm not sure. I have to say, guys. You know, Heather and Carrie. Uh, Drew Drew dropped off briefly, but uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to edit this one. This one's going to be tough to edit. So uh, I, I'm going to have my hands full tomorrow morning when I wake up. But I'm sure I'll sleep on it, and something will come to me. 
I got a quick question for you since I had to step away. What was the uh, the gist of what Megan said? Oh, just uh, how Bird can uh, always was in his corner and you know tried to tried to help him and how you know Heather very adroitly was like, well, you know, now you got to make something of yourself. So you know. Uh-oh. Well, no, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll oh God, Jesus. I'll, I'll. I'll uh, <laughs> that, that, that. And I don't, I don't think that's bad. I mean, good Lord. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, wow. Well, <laughs> wow. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I was all for it because sometimes. I think if I was having a boyfriend, I'd make it about one hour. Well, anyway, um, sometimes you need a kick in the pants. That's all. I right. know you're right. I, I just, <laughs> trust me. I get them regularly. Yeah, both uh, cheap. I, I heard when Legend called in to Bomb yesterday to give a couple minutes, and um, I guess Paul and uh, Greg went to the same high school, Christian Brothers, and then uh, Paul kind of remembered him. But uh, he Legend said some very nice things yesterday on Fine Bomb uh, in the the time that Paul allowed him. So I'll have to go back and hear the podcast because I had to step away at that particular moment to finish up basketball writing duties. But I have been very privileged to be part of about 90% of this show. This has been really, 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 really great. And if uh, anybody else is listening live, we'll love to hear from you. The Asian Rim hotline is still 714-510-3707. Again, 714-510-3707. I believe that... uh, there is some screening going on right now, so let's go ahead and bring on our next caller to BAMS Radio on the Asian Rim Hotline and the tribute to Greg Calhoun. Uh, Susan, you're live on BAMS Radio. Hi, thanks so much. I've been listening to everything tonight, managed to pick it up when Jeff was on, and just that all really touched my heart. Uh, I am not a Bama person, but I worked with Greg and have known him for 20-some years, and I just wanted to share with everyone that as much as all of the Bama fans love him, he is loved by hundreds and hundreds of people across North America, probably even further than that, in the media business and how he's touched so many people, including my own life. And that, you know, I agree with everyone that he is just the epitome of the nicest person that ever walked the earth. He always has a hug and a smile, positive. And there's so many people that have so many stories that are so much better than my own uh, about the fun times that they've had with him that I just wanted to call in, felt you know, just needed to call in and just say, uh, I'm, I'm going to miss him dearly. And that... I know his family will too, but he was he was so proud of so proud of his grandkids, so proud of his kids. His love for his wife was over the moon and his love for his friends and his coworkers. He was just the best man ever. And uh, I can just just one little thing that I might point out is that I've been out of town with him before on business and he needed to do an interview for Bama Radio, and the man jumped through hoops to uh, get done with what he was doing business-wise, to be able to get to the phones, to get that interview done, and he loved it. He loved it. He was so proud of it, and I just 
wanted to call in and say that I'm going to miss him dearly, and this is a great celebration that y'all are doing, and I'm enjoying the uh, enjoying the show. Thank you. Well, thank you, Susan. That that means a lot. Uh, are there any particular um, other workplace memories? Maybe something funny you remember about your time you spent with Greg? Oh, she actually just dropped. I'm sorry, no Gary. Well, that was Susan who worked with Greg in the professional world away from band radio. Um, and that was great to hear from somebody from uh, that aspect of his life as well. It's, uh, it's been a well-rounded show here tonight, guys and girls. Certainly, Carrie. We do have one more caller if we want to keep on uh, lining them up and putting them up and knocking them down. It's been wall-to-wall for me. Okay. Well, let's bring on Angie then. Angie, welcome to Bounds Radio. You're live on the Greg Calhoun Tribute Show. Oh, thank you. I'm very uncomfortable calling in, but um, I worked with Greg at three different companies, and it's going to be hard to get through this without being emotional, but um, I worked with him at two software companies, and I also worked with him at 29 Dreams, which was his love, and um, there were so many of us out there just working to help clear the property so that they could get this great motorcycle place going, and uh, I remember... I'd ridden with him several times, but one time I made the mistake of getting in the sidecar with him, and I thought it was the closest I would ever come to losing my life. It was the funniest thing. It was pouring down rain, and you just had to be there to appreciate it. But I've also um, had him dress up in his Santa Claus suit, and I knew that he went to, to many people's homes to knock on the door and to ring the bells, but... Um, I also drove him across town in a very small car, and we were going down 59, and there was this very large Santa Claus, and you should just seen the people. He, of course, was waving, and, and we all but caused an accident because he was having so much fun as we drove to um, take gifts that our company had gotten together. Um, and Greg, of course, was Santa going, but... Uh, he and Brenda opened their home at a point. Um, I've known him 25 years, and um, my heart just breaks, but we are all richer for having known him. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he had a, a profound effect on everyone he met, no matter if they were two years old or 102 years old. And uh, right. we thank you so much, so much, Angie, for calling in and sharing that. Uh, any, those are some great memories, and uh it means a lot that, that we're now uh, starting to hear from some of his coworkers. Uh, we've heard from a lot of his friends from the tailgate and Bams Radio and, and family and that kind of thing. But now we're hearing from professional coworkers too. And, uh, and all the calls have one thing, and that's that Greg Calhoun had a heart bigger than a mountain, and he would do anything for anybody at any time. And there's a special place to have people like Greg. And I know that uh, he is enjoying his time up there right now with his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, we made a joke earlier, Angie, that he's probably pestering Coach Bear Bryant with a lot of questions about Alabama football. <laughs> yeah, certainly. And Angie had actually dropped off as well. It's, she gone. She gone. Bye, Felicia. She gone. Oh, 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 oh. bye, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Lord help Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, um, I guess Drew is probably not going to call back in. No, he he's he's done, I believe. <laughs> hey, he I want to go ahead. Hey. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I want to say something. Oh. Um, there are a few times in your life that someone affects you 
like Greg has affected me. And my mother did not want to call in tonight. And the fact that my mom called in and told you guys what he meant, I really wish you could understand how much that meant. Because she's not like me. She doesn't have a mouth. And she just really wanted to let them know. Well, you know, whether or not she knows it, she uh, she sounded very eloquent. And, um, I mean, a lot of times the people that tell you they're shy about public speaking, they turn out to be pretty daggone good at it. And that was the, <laughs> that was the case with uh, Mrs. Cindy Pakehead. And I know this. I just trust you. I know these things. She did a great job. And it meant a lot. And well time. Hmm. So A-Day is going to be quite a quite a thing here. Quite a thing. But before that, though, this coming Monday, I want to remind everybody uh, that the celebration of life for Greg Calhoun is going to be at 11 a.m. at Southern Heritage Funeral Home on Cahaba Valley Road in Pelham, Alabama. Uh, and uh, As Blip pointed out, there'll be a, uh, people can hang around after the service and visit with the family. There's, there's not a viewing, per se. Uh, but that's that's the way that Greg wanted it, and so those wishes are being carried out. So don't forget, at 11 o'clock, uh, Southern Heritage Funeral Home on Cahaba Valley Road in Pelham, Alabama. It's very easy to find. Google, Google Maps, use your GPS, what have you. So we uh, hope everybody that, that, that called in tonight will have a chance to, to come to that. Uh, I know I'm just going to have to tell the boss, uh, it's going to be a long lunch today, pal, but, uh, but they'll understand. So anyway... Uh, have we come to uh, an end on calls? Uh, we are. We are. I think so. Barren. I mean, we we could we could spin her down if you if you like. We've had a hell of a good over two and a half hour show. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And um, I guess just in, you know, I guess we'll go ahead and close it out. But I wanted to give each of you uh, one more chance to express what what Greg meant to you, and we'll start with Tom. Well, I, I, I'm going to only need about a minute for this, and. Uh, if you've listened to BAMS radio a long time, when you hear this start, you will appreciate it. But uh, just let's kick back for about a minute and eight seconds. This this is uh, this is Bama Bird stuff. How are you doing? This here is Shirley Q. Liquor, honey. Last night, me and Watusi was sitting up reliving the old days when we used to have the moonshine steals. You remember that, Gus? Way back yonder up in the hills of Tennessee. You know that the corn won't grow at all on rocket top. The dirt is too dirty and rocky by far. That's why all the white folks on rocket top drink their malt liquor from a jar. Men's is all ignorant up there on rocket top. Ain't one of them got their liquor since. Uh-uh. Oh, rocket top, you'll always be home sweet home for me. Good old rocket top. Rocket Top, Tennessee. Come on, stomp, girl. Rocket Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. I love moonshine liquor. Rocket Top, Tennessee. Yes, honey. Girl, you know we crazy down there when we get to drinking. 
So, so new <laughs> listeners, uh, I appreciate you bearing with me. And just to just to underscore that whole thing, when I first started doing BAMs about you know late 2011 now, there was so much Shirley Q liquor that would fly around <laughs> on the show. It was kind of Bert's thing. So, you know, those drops might matriculate back in occasionally, but, you know, that's that's just one of those, you know, kind of throwbacks, if you will. But, but Heather, you know, I, I'm going to pass it off to you. What about what about you? I absolutely was so excited tonight, or last night, when you were going to play this, because that's Birdie's song. Birdie taught me one thing. If you have to ask someone, what is your age? Because if you're over 35, you're going to hate Tennessee. And this man hated Tennessee more than you could ever imagine. Well, yeah. All right. Absolutely. Carrie, Carrie, what about you as we spin it down? Yeah, it was so funny for me listening to that Surrey Q record because that was that, that was part of BAMP before I came on. But when I came on, I brought uh, the voice of Badia, even to the point that uh, we'd be like interviewing recruits, uh, and I'd say, "Hang on, come on, talk to you." Hello, Rashad. How are you doing? This is Badia speaking from the Tyler Perry movies. You know, Mabel Summers and Aaron Georgia. Hello, good morning. Hallelujah. Well, anyway. Uh, we always try to keep it light here on BAMS. That was kind of how Bird wanted it. And he wanted BAMS to uh, be a voice for people that, that wanted a, a media outlet that was all Alabama all the time and, and didn't try to be, you know, Skarbinski or some of these other people that, that call themselves being objective, but it sounds like they're always just anti-Alabama. We are the pro-Alabama voice of the people. And, yes, the show has evolved from when Greg and Heather started it. Uh, and then they brought on uh, Blip, uh, the son of Greg, who joined us tonight, Jeff Calhoun. And then Greg started letting me come over to the Burger Cage and sit in and do the shows. And I tell you what, we had a weekly farting contest, and he won his share of them, I'll tell you that. It was a good thing that uh, Heather was not part of those shows. But uh, we had a good time with it. And, and then finally he sent me the uh, the Elisa set and the headset and started doing it from, from here at my place in Hoover. And, then Greg had to drop off for health reasons. We brought on Drew. The show has evolved over the last five years. The one thing about the show has not changed, and that it is all Alabama all the time. Uh, we try to bring you the positive. If there is a negative, we'll let Drew go on a rant. But we try to keep the positive as much as we can. We try to have a lot of fun. We try to bring you information as soon as we get it. And we have, as, as Blip accurately pointed out, we've broken a few stories. We were the first people to ever mention Jake Cope coming to Alabama. That's just one of several examples. But uh, it's been a lot to me. Uh, like I said earlier, I have three degrees in broadcasting. Two of them are from Alabama, one of them is from the U.S. military. Um, and I was not able to use those. And Greg Chapman made it possible for me to get back on the radio. Yes, it's Internet radio, but by gosh, if I got a headset on my hand and I'm seeing levels on that little piece uh, equipment, uh, jump up and down when I speak, it's radio to me. People are listening, people are calling in, people are tweeting about it, talking about it. It's a great, great, great privilege to be a part of this program. And I thank you, Heather, for starting it with Greg, and I thank you, Thomas, for uh, you know bringing it into, into the new millennium with your production skills. And it's just uh, 
such an honor and privilege to do this every week. There's really just no way I can put it in words, and I'm certainly going to miss Greg. He was, as I said, like kind of an, another crazy uncle to me. Uh, but, boy, he meant a lot to me. Well, you know, in that vein, Heather, I think we had a little audio issues, so I think you had one more point. So if you'll give us that, then we can roll on out of here. No, I had no more points. I I did lose contact with you guys, and I I just wanted to let everyone know that Birdie has made such an impact in my in my family's life, and I'm a better person for knowing him. And roll tide, fly high, Birdie. Fly high, Birdie. You know that's going to do it for this episode of Bam's Radio. I uh, thank you to all our callers. It's been you know I, I'll use I, I will call one of our chat people out, one Carrie Sanders. They've called it this person. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, called this show therapeutic. Uh, I think that's one word. A celebration is another word. And uh, Carrie can yell at me on Twitter for calling calling out. But, you know, it's okay. It's the fun part about doing the radio. But I think there's only one person who can take us out this evening. So for Carrie Clark of Scout.com, for HT, Bird's original co-pilot, I am Thomas Watts from Touchdown Alabama Magazine, also the executive producer of BAMS Radio. Have a great rest of your week and weekend, and roll tide. I'm going to go ahead and slip into a little bit of uh, acoustic Sweet Home Alabama, simply because I like it. Take us on out of here, Wichita. The bird's going to be flying south of New Orleans yet again this week. Going the big easy, taking the time down at Bourbon Street and heading on down to the bayou of Bro Bridge. Thanks for calling in tonight. Bam's Radio is I'm good by a bird.